Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Why is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining us right here on off the script this is your aew dynamite post show for february 16th 2022 i am your host jd from new york and i'm joined by the birthday boy this evening my very good friend taco enthusiast lover of outback steakhouse and i didn't know you love old fashions bro jesse What's going on? Good evening, bro. How you feel, man? I feel good. I feel good. It's not Monday, so it's, I feel good. It's a beautiful day. Man, no, I, I mean, it, it, the, the um, old-fashioned was a special on the menu, bro, and I had to get it, man. It, it was it was, it was, was smoking and everything, man. How can I pass that up, bro? I had did to you, get it, man. Did, did, did you like it is the question. It was incredible, bro. Oh, it was stiff. It was stiff, man. Yes, that's why I like them. They're very stiff. Very, very, they're stiff, very man. stiff. They're like an episode of fucking Friday Night SmackDown. Very stiff. Oh, yeah. 
They're like uh, they're like you after Thunder Rosa gets her fucking hands on you, man. Very stiff. Hey, hey man, you guys are not bringing me down today because <laughs> I'm still drinking, brother. Straight. Look at this. There, there he goes. As long as he gives me the uh, the opinions that matter here. Listen, Jesse, we had uh, quite the week with uh, wrestling news, man. It's like. Uh, the fucking community's turned upside down, man. First, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin possibly coming back to WWE wrestling. Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. And then all of a sudden, you take that fucking news, you roll it up into a paper ball and throw it out the fucking window, man. Nobody gave a shit about that after Monday night. Then comes Tuesday. And Cody Rhodes is the talk of the entire wrestling industry, bro. And I was looking forward to talking about this, as I'm sure everybody in the chat is looking forward to us discussing this because there is actually even more additional information that I did not cover on the podcast today that I uploaded, episode 414 of Off the Script. We might as well go and start with that, Jesse. Cody Rhodes, he is no longer All Elite. He is going to WWE, per se, per se. We don't really know if that's a, a fact yet. But depending on who you talk to, man, some people say it's a work. Some people say it's a shoot. He's going to WWE. That is the going rumor right now. Who knows when he shows up? It could be this week. It could be on the road to WrestleMania at some point. It could be at WrestleMania. It could be on the Raw after WrestleMania. But Cody Rhodes and the reason why he's going over there, there are a multitude of reasons, contract, money, creative, him having a falling out with Tony Khan. And then the information that I discussed today, he's giving up all of that from AEW to pretty much go over to WWE and basically fill the same role that he has been given there ever since he started with WWE as a mid-carder. I don't think Cody Rhodes is going to be a main event guy past the first couple of months in WWE. He's been giving... Everything he has to AEW, the revolution, the alternative that that WWE um, needed as far as competition. And now he's going back over there to pretty much go into a role that is nothing more than a pipe dream. He will not have creative. He will not be a top dog there. He is going to be maybe a soft four or five in WWE. How, How do you feel about all of this? with Cody Rhodes jumping ship and being the first of the elite to go join WWE. Oh, man. You know how I feel about it, man. So you're going to put me on the spot right here. Yes, man. I've been talking about it all fucking week, man. I'll I'll add, uh, I'll add whatever I have here on top of whatever you are about to tell everybody. All right. Look, all right. Um, here's the thing. I told everybody on my stream that it's not a it's not a work, it's legit and everything else. All right. Because all all the reports and all the evidence point to such. So that's what I'm a firm believer in. I mean, look, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, you know, it's a fucking duck. But um, late last night, and this is when I started texting you, I started just piecing everything together, man. I really did. And I'm sorry. I mean, and, and and let me start by this. I understand the theory. I understand this is out there. I understand that theory might be a stretch, but follow me for a second here, guys. Um, I think this is one big, huge, elaborate work. 
one on the one on the level as such where I understand that anyone who wants to dispute it, you know, I understand what evidence they have. I understand all of that shit, man. And all of that considered and everything else considered, I think this is a big, huge fucking work. And I got a big timeline laid out for it. Um, we'll get to it when it's that time or we can get to it now. I mean, it's up to you. Well, I mean, we're talking about it. I mean, uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Everybody wants to hear it. It's the biggest story. So, you know, the All majority right. of the so, audience are going to be tuning in to uh, to listen to what we have to say about this. All right. So here, so here we go. So everything started off with the fans turning on Cody Rhodes. All right. And and if, from what I can see, when the fans started turning on Cody Rhodes, that's when things started getting interesting for Cody and everybody in creative and AEW. Because that's when Cody came out and publicly said that he did not want to turn heel and that we were going to be in for a very unique ride or a ride that we've never seen before or whatever the exact lingo was that he used for that. And at first it didn't really make too much sense. I mean, it just sounded like some more gibberish, some shit that Cody would spew. But now as things start to play out, it's starting to make a little bit more sense. I mean... The, the treatment of Brandy, um, we get to, let's, let's jump to the Royal Rumble, okay? So at the Royal Rumble, we get all kinds of flaring reports of Shane McMahon and him trying to, trying to sabotage the Rumble for his own personal um, gain or whatever he had planned for himself. And it gets to the point where he started changing plans that Vince had and everything else and all this other shit, right? We all heard the stories, but... I just started thinking about something last night and I started texting you about it. Where the fuck was Vince McMahon? Where was Vince McMahon during the Royal Rumble? I, I, I don't remember seeing or hearing any reports about Vince not being at the pay-per-view. So I'm going to assume he's there, meaning he's always there. And when he's not there about, um, on big shows, we get reports about it. Now, what do you mean where Vince McMahon was? Vince McMahon was in Gorilla with Bruce Prichard, and Shane McMahon was actively competing in the Royal Rumble. Everything that you're probably insinuating about Shane but, happened in the days leading up to the Royal Rumble. But when, we, when we're at the Rumble itself and everything else, the thing is... What are we changing? Why is there confusion? Why is Brandy, why is Shane's music, uh, why is Randy Orton's music hidden or not hidden with the right cue because Shane's is and everything else? Why is this utter confusion going on? This happened in the buildup to it. Why is there still confusion to it and everything else? It, it makes no fucking sense. The way the reports came about, it came off as that it was Shane booking the whole fucking rumble, changing Vince McMahon's plans, and nothing was done about it. Well, why not? Where was Vince and Bruce? How come they didn't stop it before it got out of fucking control? Why did it have to get to Lesnar's plate and Orton's plate and everything else? Vince or Bruce or Laurinaitis or even fucking Nick Khan. No one was there to put the brakes on Shane before he sabotaged and ruined the whole fucking pay-per-view. I thought that was kind of odd. But nonetheless, we go on. Then all of a sudden, the reports are out. Shane tried to sabotage the rumble. Shane gets released. Okay? All right. Shane is released. Now all of a sudden... And this is where it starts to get weird. I'm hearing reports that Vince McMahon is pulling is, is putting out statements for Tony Khan to hear and giving him warnings not to hire Shane McMahon. Why would Vince why, why would Vince care or want to warn his competition about not picking up somebody? I mean, first off, he's a McMahon, so why would you think that 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 Tony Khan would be rushing to pick him up? 
And two, why do you care if he's that bad of a person to deal with? Why do you not want him to go to the competition? So I thought that was kind of sketchy within itself. But now we circle back to the Cody thing. Cody's let uh, allowed to go on national fucking television and tell the world he's a free agent. He's given an open mic and a live television platform. Great. He deserves it. He earned it. He's Cody fucking Rhodes. But why? If you know he's not re-signed, why are you sending them out there to tell the world live publicly the contract negotiations that you're having and everything else? That was kind of weird within itself at the same time. Fine. Move forward. Now we get Brandy in the ring. Brandy is put out there with, with Dan Lambert, who is by far the biggest heel in the company, to go out there and cut a promo with Brandy, who is also a heel, the dynamic makes absolutely zero fucking sense. I mean, for a couple of weeks, they went out there and banter back and forth. It made no sense. It was uncomfortable for some and everything else. Now, all of a sudden, we get Paige Van Zandt ingested into this to feud with Brandy Rhodes. Well, that's a feud that she can't win. We all know. And, and Paige Van Zandt is not an experienced wrestler, but she's an experienced fighter. So we know that's not going to end well for Brandy Rhodes. So now, all of a sudden, we get this big blow up, all right? Cody says he's out. All right. Cody said he's leaving. Now, after he says he's leaving, now different random details and stories start emerging. Oh, well, Brandy was um, a problem backstage. What? We get we get a bunch of get a bunch of fucking people coming out and say, okay, well, that's fucking bullshit. Yes, that was that that was debunked today. If you guys don't know what Jesse's yeah. talking about, Red Velvet and Nyla Rose were two of the first ladies that uh, came to the forefront on social media today to debunk Brandy Rhodes having uh, this hatred backstage. So they came out and they expressed their love. Did, did they say Brandy is polarizing? Nyla Rose said yes, Brandy is polarizing, but everybody majority loved Brandy Rhodes. Right. So also, we're going to go back a little bit to Tony Khan's tweets about the Wednesday Forbidden Door opening. So now he tells us that we're getting someone that's going to come across the Forbidden Door and slam the door in their previous employer's face. And he basically told us it was WWE by the line of the company who was open for business. All right. And then what was our surprise? It was Keith Lee. All right. So then he admittedly scrambles to grab Jay White to fill his uh, his promise of someone coming through the forbidden door. But he told us someone was coming through the forbidden door from WWE and slamming the door. Keith Lee is not anyone to come through a forbidden door. He's a he's a certified free agent, just yes. like the, all the other free agents. He yes. fucking I I I, I, legi- I legitimately took that, and I'm like, you know, the closest thing to that because I I when I read that, it didn't make any sense to me either. I said the closest thing to that happening would be Jeff Hardy because Jeff Hardy was still contractually obligated to WWE via his 90 days. So that was the guy that I picked for that when he said that on social media. Right, right. So when he said, "Oh, it's Keith Lee," and we're like. Okay, now, not to shit on Keith Lee, we're all fucking excited that he was here. We were happy. We wanted him here. But he's not kicking down a forbidden door, and he's no. not slamming the door on his previous employer. No, no, Keith, so Lee, Keith Lee was not a forbidden door. So where am I going with this? Here's what I believe. I believe this Shane McMahon being released and Khan offering, offering telling us that we're going to get someone to jump through the forbidden door and slam the door at his opponent— the only person that would have qualified to fit that ex- description that he gave us at that given time would have been Shane McMahon. That would have been the absolute only fucking person. Now, 
me, me, me preface this. I'm not trying to say I want Shane McMahon in AEW, but follow me. It appears, it appears to me that this is a big work and that Cody is going to go over to WWE, get profiled and get a highlighted in, in WrestleMania and everything like that. And here's what I believe. I believe at some moment, or, or at the very least, if we start seeing reports and rumors of Shane McMahon possibly speaking to Tony Khan, seeing backstage in AEW, any kind of reports of Shane McMahon going to AEW, I'm 1,000% cons- um, um, sure that this was all a big work. It was all a big work. And it falls in line with Cody, uh, Cody Rhodes' line of saying that he's going to take the fans on a ride that they've never, ever seen before. And this would fit that mold. You know, they've been teasing back and forth, you know, just just twiddling with each other and just giving out little little hints in your windows. But here's the thing. Well, if this is true, what Cody is doing and, and everything else, this would be amazing. And it would fit the original tweet. I think TK jumped the gun and put the tweet out too early. I mean, and he's known for that. He's known for being a little bit over eager with Twitter. And I think he may have jumped the gun on that tweet, but there's a reason he promised us someone's going to be coming through the forbidden door from WWE and slamming it. I think it was because it was supposed to be Shane and Cody going over to WWE, be it inserted into WrestleMania. Um, I think this is all a part of it. And the one thing I'm looking for is for Shane to eventually start showing up in AEW. We're going to start hearing shit like Tony Khan is speaking to Shane in retaliation for Cody going over to WWE. I mean, it all fucking makes sense because otherwise, here's the thing. Why would Cody leave? And now I've heard all the reports. I've heard all of the articles. I've heard all of this stuff. I heard it all. Bro, I heard it all. And after hearing all of that, how does he believe he's going to get treated any better in WWE? Well, we'll, 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 we'll get to that. Let me backtrack. You're insinuating that AEW, Tony Khan are working in collusion with WWE here or working with, with Shane McMahon? Yeah, I, I I do think this is a big fucking work. And and as far as the reports go, I don't think any of these reports are wrong. I don't think Melt is wrong, Alvarez is wrong, WrestleVotes are wrong. I believe this is all information that they were all given by their sources, which which makes them not wrong in this. It's just the information that we, they were given. So how how is Cody Rhodes going to slam the door in his employer's face and walk through the forbidden door? With uh, with AEW, how is he going to be affiliated with WWE? Like they're not going to bring him in to work a match. They're going to bring him in to sign him to a contract. He he is able to work wherever he wants. So how how is that going to work out? Here's what here's what I'm I'm thinking that if I think Tony Khan was referencing Shane McMahon coming through the forbidden door and slamming the door in his employee's face, that would at the time that he put that tweet out. If anyone else can find me, anyone. Anyone that legitimately fit the description that Tony Khan gave us, then maybe I'll believe it. But I looked into it. Nobody fits it but Shane fucking McMahon, bro. Nobody. Nobody fits it but Shane McMahon. Now, all of a sudden, one of the founding fathers of AEW ups and quits after he's able to be put on live television telling everyone he's a free agent. Then all of a sudden, the first, the first day he left, it was because, oh, well, him and Tony Khan weren't getting along. And then day two, all of a sudden, oh, now it was a money thing. There was no reports of it being a money discrepancy on, on when this all happened. There was none on day two. No, no, no. It's, now, it's, it's not a it's, money thing. It's not a it's absolutely no way in in Tony Khan's world is this a money thing at all. Yep. Yep. Um, 
we'll see. I mean, I see what you guys see, and I get it, but I'm telling you right now, something stinks about this shit. And that tweet that Tony Khan put out, see, here's the thing. Tony Khan learned his lesson about putting out tweets like that when it came to the Christian Cage situation. He learned his fucking lesson. So when he put that tweet out, he knew what he was saying. He knew it was legit. But this time, I think he jumped the gun on it. And it wasn't time for that tweet to go out. I think we're going to start hearing rumors soon about Shane McMahon possibly or hearing or something showing up in the AEW. Look, if it's if it's if I'm wrong, look, I'm fucking wrong and I'm an idiot. But I'm telling you right now, something fucking stinks about this shit, dude. It really fucking stinks with the timeline and everything else. I mean, it just seems so fucking weird that all of a sudden Cody went as far as bashing fucking thrones and, and throwing out all kinds of jabs at this company and everything else. And the one time and the first time he supposedly got into it with TK, he's ready to pack up, move his whole family back to fucking Stanford and dedicate everything back to Vince McMahon. Get the fuck out of here. Well, that's what that's what that's what that's what, that's what sat kind of just, you know, bizarre to me. I, I didn't really, you know, I, I've spoken about this for the last two days. Like, I, I don't get any of it. Like, it's not a money thing. Tony Khan can give Cody Rhodes whatever he wants. And do I think Cody's got a big ego? Absolutely. I think everybody's got a big fucking ego. I got a big ego when it, when it comes to it uh, at the end of the day. But, you know, Tony Khan's got a big ego. Matt Nick Jackson have a big ego. Kenny Omega's got a big ego. They all got a big ego because AEW is wildly successful. And they're going to continue to be wildly su- successful. Tony Khan, you know, with the whole contract thing with Cody Rhodes, do I think Cody Rhodes thinks he's as big as Brian Danielson and CM Punk? Yes. Do I think he's a fool for thinking that? Yes. I, I, Cody Rhodes is not on the same level as Brian Danielson and CM Punk. The fact that he wants more money, and that's the story that we're reading as fans, the fact that he wants that type of money is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Okay, Cody Rhodes is not filling seats like CM Punk. Cody Rhodes is not filling seats like Brian Danielson. So that, when, when you hear money in, in the tagline, in the headline, it, it's ego. That's Cody's ego talking. Then you hear Cody having a falling out with Tony Khan because of creative. Uh, Cody Rhodes wanted, wanted uh, creative with, with AEW. He wanted to be in the seat that his father had. He wanted to be in the role that his father had with WCW, with NXT. He wanted to be that guy. But if you backtrack, Jesse, and you look at all the stuff that Cody Rhodes probably booked himself in when he had that power, none of it was really good. Uh, Anthony Agogo, QT Marshall... You know, some of the stuff with Darby was great, but, you know, Cody in in the tail end of that, you know, that creative run really wasn't lighting the world on fire. And and Tony Khan at some point probably was saying, what the fuck am I doing putting this shit on TV? I got all these guys that I'm signing. I'm putting fucking QT Marshall on TV. I'm putting Anthony Agogo on television. No, I'm not doing that. So when you hear creative and you hear that Cody Rhodes had that taken away from him and then you hear him going to WWE for that very reason, what do you think he's going to get over in WWE? He's not going to have any creative freedom. If, if he does, he's going to have a, a fucking cunt's hair worth of creative there. He's going to be scripted. They're not, letting him going at, they're not letting him go out there and cut scripted promos like Tony Khan would allow him to do on Dynamite. He's not going to be an executive because like you told me, we discussed, and we discussed this back and forth, Vince is not putting anybody in his circle that he doesn't trust. Cody Rhodes is coming over from AEW and Tony Khan, active competition, this upstart company that's trying to take over the wrestling world. Vince McMahon's not going to put that in his management camp. 
So why is he no. going over there? And then the kicker of it all, he wants to be the next CM Punk and Brian Danielson in AEW, but then he's going to WWE to be what? Roman's bitch? Give me a break. Yeah, no, no. He So if, he, if the issue was money, and again, I find it odd that the money story came out after everything else. It's like they're adding layers to the fucking story as we go on. But I was I was in on the ground floor of all of this shit, checking all the reports. There was no reports of money in the first day of his of, of him leaving. Only in day two did the money yes. shit start coming out. This information is is coming out in tears um, to whom they wanted to come out to. If Cody Rhodes has a problem with being paid less than Punk or Brian or Cole, why would he go to WWE where he is clearly not going to make Roman Reigns money? He is not going to be treated as Roman Reigns. I mean, in a perfect, in, in a world where this is not a world thing else, going to take a chance on himself, as he says it, what faith and what guarantees would he have that he's going to be treated any better than someone who made him an EVP, who put him as the face of the company and everything else? And again, we agree, if this is not about money, then where's the story coming from about Punk and Brian and Cole and everything else and what they're making? It's not about money, bro. He's I'm, he's he's oh. go, he's going to WWE per se to pretty much go back to what he was when he was there the first time. He's walking back in there as Cody Rhodes, and you you know you know I know that he has immense value. Cody knows what he's worth, and, and Cody is not a he's not a fucking dummy. He knows exactly what what happens there. He knows exactly what has happened there since AEW was started on day one. That's why it got started because of everything. And he wants to go back there. You you know, Vince McMahon, he knows exactly who he's working for. He knows exactly what type of mentality Bruce Prichard and Vince McMahon have. Cody will walk in there and he will get greeted with the fucking hero's welcome. They'll roll out the red carpet. And then Jesse, like everybody else, like all 200 plus that were fired during the pandemic. Most of those names should be headlining WrestleMania throughout WWE's future. Cody Rhodes is going to walk in there, bro. In the first six months, he's going to be the fucking the 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 princess of the ball, and then he then he's going to fall back to everybody else, fall, fall back like everybody else. He's going to feel like a Shinsuke Nakamura does now. He's going to feel like an AJ Styles now. He's going to feel like everybody else, and he's going to feel. Ordinary. He's going to be one yeah. of those toys that Vince McMahon opens up on day one. Oh my God, son, thank you for coming back home, right? And then when yeah. when Vince gets bored, bro, he's going to put that toy back in the toy chest and it's going to collect dust. And then Vince, maybe, maybe two, three years from now, will remember that Cody's in that toy chest. Yeah, I'll give you a United States championship run and we'll make you like a seven-time champion. And he won't have any value left. That's what he's walking back into. All right. And then we get we get the Brandy situation. So now listen, don't even don't even mention don't even mention Brandy, bro. No, the reports are that Brandy's no. not following Cody there. Well, no, no, no. Why does she leave AEW then? She had a corporate job. So why does she leave AEW? Just be okay, say say Cody wants to go for his own creative and his own career. Great. Why would Brandy leave? She's being a good wife. She's being you just, a good one. you just said your reports that she's she might not be following them. Not to WWE. Right. So why leave your corporate job as chief brand office? That's a that's a fucking income. It is. It doesn't why? it doesn't make any sense. That's an income. And, and the report came leave? out today. The report came out today that Brandy was actually well liked backstage by the majority of the women there. 
So, so Jesse, Jesse does have a point. Why is she leaving if Sports Illustrated today said that Brandy Rhodes is not following Cody to World Wrestling Entertainment? So, so what, is, what is she going job. to? Is she going to be? Is she going to do modeling? Is she going to be an actress? Is she going to stay home with with, uh, with the daughter? I don't know. They just bought a fucking house. They just had a fucking kid. Her husband just up and quit his job, and she's just going to quit hers just because. I don't. None of it. None of it makes sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense, bro. It it just it does not make any sense at all. This this whole thing, the whole reason they put her in the ring with Dan Lambert, that makes no sense. The whole booking of it does not make any sense. Why would they put these two out there to go at it with each other? But now it makes sense as to why she would want to leave. Oh, she felt disrespected by this Lambert gig. I heard the story of oh, Cody thought they were gonna bury Brandy, so that's why. But bullshit. Tony Khan knows that we can't stand her in the ring. All he had to do was take her off TV, have her do her job backstage, and all would have been great. But that's not what they did. They put her in a program with Paige Van Zandt, one that she knows everyone knows she can't fucking win. And now it adds to a reason as to why they wanted her to leave. Cody wanted her to leave, and she just up and quit. She has no place in WWE. Hence, now the story of she's not going to follow him to WWE. Yeah, because what's she going to do over there? Nothing. Same thing with Cody. What is he going to do over there? He's going to be an in-ring performer, mediocre at best. They're going to fucking tie him up and have him work the WWE style. He's not going to be an executive. He's not going to be a fucking member of creative. He's not going to have any creative control over anything he does. And Vince McMahon will get bored of him after a fucking year. Just look at what they did to Christian Cage when they brought him back after his run at Impact. Look at what they did with Drew McIntyre. Oh my God, Drew McIntyre is back. They built him up and now what is he doing? He's feuding with fucking Happy Corbin for the last goddamn five months. Bobby Lashley is the only one that seemingly has any sort of success and even him he's not even at the level that WWE should really have him at because he's done exceptional work on his end so what what is going to happen to Cody Rhodes I mean nothing nothing here makes sense absolutely nothing we, about it makes sense I think I think we get to pay off to this um at or after Wrestlemania I think this is all leading into and then dealing with Wrestlemania after, if, if, if Wrestlemania comes and goes and Cody is just still a regular employee on WWE TV and nothing's changed and no mention of Shane and everything like that. I'd be shocked, but then I'll be ready to admit that this was all completely 100% wrong. But in the meantime, I think this is all set up somehow on some level with very few in the know and information being leaked to the proper sources at the proper times. That's why we're getting information in tears like this. Well, the news that the, the, the news that came out tonight during uh, during Dynamite is from Sports Illustrated, and it was reported in in Sports Illustrated by Justin Barrasso that Cody could begin working for WWE as soon as this weekend, potentially visiting the WWE Performance Center in Orlando to film segments for his return. Now, Rhodes, as you guys left, was WWE back in 2016. He left in 2016. After being frustrated with a lack of direction and dissatisfaction with certain members of the WWE creative team, mainly over his Stardust character, he did not want to be Stardust anymore. It was noted that this will be a non-factor in his upcoming return to WWE as he's expected to have a different relationship with Vince and the writing team. I will see that when I believe it. There is legitimately, I can count them on one fucking hand, that have that type of relationship with Vince and Bruce Pritchard, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, and possibly Edge or Randy Orton, one or the other. Both, actually. So, five right there. That's it. There's nobody else in that company that has any creative say 
to Vince or Bruce Pritchard. Now, regarding Cody's AEW departure, Barrasso reports that another key factor in the decision was losing all responsibilities related to booking. Rhodes was originally part of the process as Khan is now the head booker and has taken full control over everything. There's no time frame for Cody Rhodes returning to the WWE, but Barrasso reports that sources have confirmed he is headed back. There is also no word on if a deal has been reached. It's believed that Rhodes could end up being at WrestleMania 38 as a surprise, or WWE could hold him off till Raw after WrestleMania, which is the biggest Raw episode of the year. Now, Jesse, with with all of this, let's let's take what you said and kind of put it to the side for now. If Cody Rhodes does end up in WWE, do you think that he has any sort of impact at all? For how long will he have that impact? And in my eyes, I could see this being a good thing if WWE wants to fucking grow up and stop being immature. This is a good thing because of a couple reasons. Number one, WWE needs some sense of legitimacy. Their writing is fucking dreadful. Nothing on TV sticks. Nothing on TV is memorable. We see the same shit every fucking week. Cody Rhodes needs to be used in an edge-type capacity if he does come back to WWE. They need to let Cody Rhodes go out there and be Cody Rhodes. And I mean no handcuffs, no filters. Let him go out there and shoot from the hip because that's when Cody Rhodes is at his best. That is when he is most valuable. The other thing is, with Cody Rhodes, I... I don't think with everything that's going on here that he is going to make a lasting impression with WWE. But the thing with WWE on their end is they're looking at this in a multitude of ways. Their value in Cody Rhodes is not going to be as an on-air performer, as an in-ring performer. They're looking at Cody Rhodes to be their own forbidden door to AEW, not working with them because if Cody Rhodes comes in and they treat him right, then that could open the door for a Jay Cargill to possibly come on in uh, when her contract is up. When MJF's contract, MJF come on into WWE. Wardlow, these are people that WWE has expressed, and we've heard stories about wanting them in WWE. If Cody is treated good, Jesse, could it lead to AEW defections one by one by one by one in the future? But the thing is, WWE needs to play that game, and I don't think they're really game for being Mr. Nice Guy. They're going to get what they get in in Cody Rhodes, and they're going to fucking treat it like shit because they're going to use Cody as a trophy on their fireplace, on their mantle. We got one of their elite. We just kicked one of the pillars out from underneath AEW. Who's next? It's all a game to them. So if if we're going to work off the premise that this is all legit, then what's what's Cody going to do? He's going to fall off quick. What's it going to do for them? Here's, here's what it will do. I mean, like I told you earlier, I will tune in to WWE to see what's going on with Cody. All right. And that alone, I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm not the only person who stopped watching WWE who will now turn over there to see what's going on with Cody. Now, as far as it being a beacon for others, that's bullshit because others are not Cody Rhodes. Others don't have, you know, years upon years upon years of a family relationship with the McMahons to fall back on, to trust um, WWE, to put their career back in their hands. So when when Cody Rose initially left WWE, the most disgruntled person on the planet, since he left, has the hiring and firing and creative practices in WWE gotten better or worse. They've gotten worse. Everybody knows that they've gotten worse. 
it's gotten worse. So now that they've gotten worse and now we're at over 200 people over the last couple of years let go for just bullshit reasons, he has all of a sudden a creative and financial issue with Tony Khan and then instantly him and his wife quits and then immediately goes running back to the company that treated him like shit to begin with. This sounds fucking stupid. There's this just is no way that this is 100% on the up and up. Even if he had a fallen out, if he had a fallen out with TK and he had to leave, why would he go running back to the company that, that did this to him in the first place? Cody could have went off into the Indies and become the biggest indie star on the planet. He could have showed up on any promotion at any time. He could have went to New Japan. He could have went to Impact. He could have showed up and, and required premium pay. Yes. And when people say it's a money thing, it's not a money thing because Cody could make just as much money, if not more, doing exactly what Jesse said. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. He does not need AEW and he does not need WWE. So just because you get shit on by one company, supposedly, why would you go back to the company that shit on you worse? That's the part that makes zero sense. And then you take your wife with you, who also had a corporate job at that place. You uh, That makes zero sense. So you, you don't trust Tony anymore, so you're going to go to Vince McMahon. Let that sink in for a minute, guys. Let that sink in for a fucking minute. So he's going to trust Vince McMahon instead. So 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 with 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 all this possibility, Jesse, of it being a work, you know, they reached out and and, and mentioned the American Heart Association and the uh, the all the other organizations that AEW has been working with. TNT uh, supposedly is going to cancel Roads to the Top, and Go Big Show is going to replace Cody Rhodes on the panel of judges there. So there, there's a lot that's actually going into this. If it is indeed a work, there's a lot of moving parts here and a lot of phone calls. That had to be made. So when, when people hear that it's a possible work or it could be a possible work, what if it's a possible work? They, they immediately jump to those foundation, those foundations and those organizations. Oh, they can't do that. It would be such a bad look on AEW. But all it would take is Tony Khan calling everybody up. Hey, we're running this storyline. Do we have your okay to run with it? We're doing this major thing that's going to put AEW on the map with Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you don't need a lot of people to pull this off, man. You really fucking don't. And the people that you need are should be all trustworthy at this point. Tony, Cody, Vince, Shane, and everybody else who's getting information are all being sent information. Guys, believe it or not, you guys might not believe this, but, I mean, 
off this point for a second, a lot of not most of all the information that we get as insiders here in wrestling, that is information that is given to us by someone on the inside. It might not be factual, but someone on the inside gave us this information. So if they are able to give us real breaking news, they're also to feed us fake fucking stories like this. I mean, it's it's a possibility. It's a possibility. And it makes sense as to why everything is coming out in tears as far as the information. It makes sense why Cody Rhodes would all of a sudden, out of the blue, have a blow up with Tony Khan and decide to go running back to Vince McMahon, of all people. Yeah. Now, it, that, 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 that part does, like, go back to, to Vince McMahon, the person that you should not trust at all in this entire industry. Um, one thing before we move on with the actual review, Jesse, what is the end game if this is, and this is all speculation, we're not saying that it is a work, we're just talking about yeah. the possibilities of it. It is definitely 50-50 in a lot of circles. Nobody knows what to believe. Nobody knows what to believe ever with Cody Rhodes because he's always so unpredictable. What is the end game with Cody Rhodes if this is indeed a work? Is he coming back with a faction? Is he coming back to take over AEW? Is this like... Their version of the NWO. Is he going to show up with Wyndham? Is he going to show up with Braun Strowman? Is he going to show yeah. up with EC3 and Killer Cross? Like, what, what's the what's the big deal here? Like, what is the end game here? Is this going to be their version of an NWO takeover? I don't. I don't think it'll go that far. To be honest, I mean, again, I think this is all just a part of, um, just just a just a just a working storyline going into WrestleMania season, and the, and maybe even the next AEW pay per view, um, after Revolution, but. I mean, it's, I don't expect this to go on forever, but I expect Cody Rhodes to be back in AEW this year. This fucking year. If, if this is all the work like I think it is, this is very temporary, and Cody will be back in AEW this year. And, I mean, it's not what I want. It's not what I hope. But I do believe Shane McMahon is involved in this somehow going to AEW. You know, in a perfect world for me, I'm wrong, and we won't see Shane in, in AEW. But if I'm right and we see Shane in AEW, I wouldn't get too obsessed or pissed about it because I think this is all part of the work and they'll go back to each other's respective companies this year. And if Cody Rhodes does show up in, AEW, uh, in WWE rather and he leaves AEW and he shows up on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or WrestleMania, has something big at WrestleMania, and he is genuinely over there for the next two, three years, I'm, I'm not going to be upset about it because Jesse and I are fans of Cody Rhodes. We need a reason yeah. to watch WWE television. And if they keep that genuineness that Cody is so so brilliant with and they let Cody be Cody, he could genuinely be that, that reason to watch WWE television when he is indeed on the screen. I think we're a little shocked more than sad. I think we're a little, you know, scratching our heads over this instead of being mad about Cody Rhodes. The only thing that we're mad at is not for Cody – we love Cody. We want to see Cody. We want to see him, you know, be successful. But I don't think Vince McMahon is going to be the path of success for Cody Rhodes. I don't think Bruce Pritchard is going to be the path of success for, for Cody Rhodes. I think he and everybody else very well know what exactly he's getting himself into. And I don't think Cody Rhodes is the dummy type. I do think that he knows exactly what he's getting himself into. And those people can't be trusted. In the, in the last reports, wasn't it, wasn't it reported that that Cody was in talks with WWE. Cody was uh, Cody was in talks with WWE for the past six weeks, I believe, is what it said. For, so just so just six weeks. So he wasn't in talks with them before his contract expired because that would have been fucking tampering. Yes, yes. So he was as soon as his contract was, uh, I, I guess, 
uh, a non-thing. It, it, it passed, and he was working without a contract for Tony Khan. He was he was negotiating, or he was throwing out feelers to WWE. They were in talk. They were in communication. So he was on AEW oh. television while talking to WWE, and they and Tony right. Khan allowed him to cut a promo and have a ladder match that was fucking match of the year with Sammy right. Guevara for the TNT title. Right. Let me ask you this: when when talent comes when when new talent comes over to AEW to work on Dark or Rampage or even on Dynamite. Do they come over and just work contract free or are they working on a per appearance basis? Meaning even for that one night, they're under a contract. Uh, with dark, I believe they are paid per appearance. Uh, they don't, they don't uh, have contracts. They're not giving contracts. I don't believe. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think maybe Cody didn't sign a new deal per se. I get that, but I don't think he was just out there on AEW television working with no deal at all. No, he, he was paid. He was, he was paid per appearance then. <laughs> It could have been paper appearance, yeah. and at the same time, which would make them contracted by AEW at the time, per se. It just seems weird that he was talking to WWE for weeks, and no one is looking into the issue of tampering. Tony Khan does not seem to be worried about that bit at all. We went through a whole two-hour episode tonight of Dynamite. Not a single mention of Cody and the issues going on. I know they said it's but they did not touch on the biggest wrestling story of the whole goddamn year. The only time, all. the only time Cody was met, he was actually taken out of the opening package too, the opening video package for dynamite during the uh, dynamite theme song. The only time Cody was mentioned, Excalibur mentioned him uh, in, in passing because he yeah. said that Sammy Guevara beat him for those uh, unified TNT championships. And he did mention Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. No mention of the statement, no mention. Hey, you know, Brandy and Cody moved on and we want to mention my best. You know, it's, 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 it's weird. And then the way Tony Khan put that statement out at the bottom of it, he had to list all of his titles in, in bold print and in bigger font than everything else on the goddamn letter. It's something that does not seem right about this at yeah, all. Yeah, that, that, signing, that signing of that statement by Tony Khan, and then, like I mentioned yesterday on the podcast, um, Cody Rhodes mentioning, yeah, Tony Khan is great. He took the baton and he ran with it. That, that line just... For some reason, bro, that line just yes. jumped out at me. That was Cody kind of indirectly just telling you that he's angry without telling you that he's actually angry. Like you, you took this away from me, and he ran with it. You know? Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he, he's he he has a spec with Tony and decides to go to Vince, and he thinks it's all going to be better there. He more than anyone else on this planet fucking knows what it's going to be in store for him there. Now, maybe he did it to get back at Tony because he's mad about the whole thing. But how is that going to benefit him or WWE or spite Tony Khan that he's now going to a company where he has scripted promos, he has absolutely no creative control whatsoever, he can't do this, he can't do that, he can't live stream, he can't do this, he can't he can't do shit, but he's going to be happier there than AEW. Get the fuck out! You know, you ju- you just touched on another point. Like he he wants to be in movies. I believe he wants to be he wants to be a reality star. He wants to be a movie star. He wants to be a TV star. Brandy, I'm assuming, wants to be some sort of actress as well. She wants to do modeling. WWE just doesn't give that out to anybody. They give it out to who they want to give it out to. So no. Cody, Cody, if he wants to do a movie, he's got to go through all the different fucking tiers of of approval in WWE. You think he's gonna get that? Like yeah. I don't under like he he'd be free to do all of that in AEW. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm, none I'm of it makes to, sense. I'm gonna have to officially call bullshit on this one, man. Some some is way off in it, way the fuck off. 
And the thing I like about it is there is intrigue. I mean, at the end of the day, I like all of this. I mean, I'm going to tune into WWE when I know Cody's going to be on there to see what they do with him. Because I'm interested. I want to see how they treat him. I want to see what happens. I want to see what's going on with it. So I like it. Listen, listen, man, this is going to be a very interesting WrestleMania ride, but uh, that is the latest on Cody Rhodes. Um, it's been the biggest story in pro wrestling all week. It's not going away anytime soon. And any more information that I have on it, I will let you guys know whether it's with Jesse here on Wednesdays, if it falls on a Wednesday, or if it's uh, me solo on the podcast. And I'm expecting more news to break, as uh, Justin Barrasso said that Cody should be at the Performance Center, quote-unquote, to film vignettes for his impending WWE return. Tonight, Jesse, we had a great Dynamite episode. And Christian in the chat, I see you with the 250 in Super Chat. My God, man. Christian, what the fuck, bro? Thank you so very much. Guys, we will read the Super Chats at the end of the show. Thank you so very much. Continue to get them on in. Enjoy the ambiance and the fucking liveliness of the OTS venue. The bar is open. Beverages are ice cold, so get them on in. Jesse, we had a great Dynamite tonight. Revolution is taking shape. Tony Khan is making revolution an absolute fucking can't-miss banger of a pay-per-view. I feel like we say it all the time, man. AEW pay-per-views, it seemingly is can't-miss, and it's the best fucking card they've ever done. It is shaping up to be absolutely incredible, and it all started with Dynamite tonight and CM Punk sitting in the ring like typical CM Punk. And I don't want to go through it all about what he said, but Punk was referencing MJF about being Brett in Calgary, Piper in Portland, Punk in Chicago. MJF has stated that he's better than CM Punk in Chicago and better than all these legends in their hometown. But the fact of the matter is he's still shitty little Max from Long Island. I'll be in Long Island on Friday. I drive by Plainview every time I have to drive into Long Island, man. So I think of MJF. CM Punk is not making any friends in Long Island, bro. No. No, he is not welcome there anymore. (laughs) He shouts out John Moxley for the assist last week. And now he gets to pick the time, the date, the stipulation of this match with MJF that's coming up at Revolution. Revolution is the place, guys. Through all of what CM Punk said, which was a great promo, At Revolution, it will be the worst day of MJF's life. And for him, it will be a Sunday. Before he said that, Jesse, Punk pulled out the picture that I'm sure everybody saw on social media well before this feud even started. It was a young CM Punk with a very young MJF. And MJF had this huge smile on his face. And MJF walks out and he stands there with a microphone. He says absolutely nothing. Punk promises the mat. On Revolution Saturday, or Sunday, I believe it is, uh, Matt, on Sunday at Revolution, will be stained with MJF's blood. MJF says nothing. He just drops the microphone and leaves. Jesse, we're getting a dog collar match chosen by CM Punk to go one-on-one with MJF at Revolution. We've only had, uh, how many other dog collar matches do we have in uh, in AEW? Two, right? uh, There was only one. one. I thought it was one. I, for some reason, I thought there was two. Regardless of that, the, the, this this match, the last one that I remember seeing was no Dustin Rhodes. Didn't Dustin Rhodes have a dog collar match or no? I don't think so. But I thought it was just Brody and uh, Cody. I don't know. I don't know why I'm thinking another dog collar match happened. Regardless, it was Cody and Brody. 
the match that we saw with those guys, we are going to get the violence, the brutality, the blood with MJF and CM Punk. Man, this is going to be an absolute fucking classic. And my opinion on it is not changing. It's CM Punk losing to MJF at Revolution. Has to be. Has to be, has to be. And this time, it has to be clean because there's no DQs. So whatever happens, it technically it's clean. It can't be a, it can't be a, a, a fuck finish. No, no, there's no DQs. Yes, it was a cowbell match against QT. That's right. I don't know why I was thinking it was a, a dog collar match. So we got one dog collar match. Like Jesse said, it was uh, Brody Lee and Cody Rhodes. Yes, my opinion doesn't change here. CM Punk needs to lose to MJF. Like Jesse said, no DQ. Uh, perfect opportunity for MJF to get the victory here in, uh, in bloody-like fashion. I can't wait for it. I'm surprised they're going with this match. And uh, I-, I was hoping for a steel cage match. But they pulled out the dog collar tonight. And listen, man, it may be brutal. It may not be uh, up some people's alley. But uh, I'm going to revel in this. And I always love a-, a nice dash of violence on AEW television. So that is happening at Revolution. And that's the way Dynamite started tonight. Ton- gory self-mutilation? Yeah, the gory self-mutilation, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to tune into the uh, next quarterly conference call for WWE to see what other terminology they use against AEW. Uh, Tony Schiavone's backstage. He reveals that at Revolution, there will be a three-way tag team match for the AEW tag team titles. Next week, there will be a battle royal. And then the following week, a casino battle royale. To determine the other two teams in this match. Jungle Boy says he loves three ways. Oh my goodness. What is Anna J doing to him, bro? I don't know. That's why he's got a smile on his face, I, I presume, right? He was a very smiley Jungle Boy tonight. Why are you muted, bro? Open your mouth. Muted? Am I muted? I don't know. I, I, I seen you mumbling. Speechless. Yeah. Anna, Anna J. Yeah, Lee, nah, you speechless. Nah, I, know. Nah, I didn't say none. I didn't say none. Uh, okay. I, I, love, I love Jungle Boy, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you love Jungle Boy. Let's pull up the clip where he's uh, wishing uh, Jungle Boy is harmed. This fucking oh, guy. We'll get another one to get after you, bro. Listen, Lee Johnson and Julia are not going to be the only ones. Yeah, just line them all up, bro. But Jung- take them all. But Jungle Boy says he loves three ways, and he knows a thing or two about winning battle royals as he... Um, is there with uh, Luchasaurus and Christian Cage. And however, the entire process of this, I'm kind of eh with, and I'm only hoping for the Bucks and maybe Red Dragon to get in there. I don't really care about any other teams right now in AEW. These are the two teams that I think are going to be pushed to the forefront for whatever they got planned with the Elite and uh, whatever Adam Cole is going to be doing with his boys. So it probably will be uh, both of those teams but uh, they said that they will remain champions. I don't mind a good triple threat match. We don't really see them in AEW, so I'm kind of liking this. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it should be it should be awesome. It, I'm, I'm I'm always interested to see interested to see how they treat things they haven't done too well or not at all because it gives them a chance to put a new spin on it. So I'm I'm, I'm always interested in stuff like that. Dynamite opened with Brian Danielson. And Lee Moriarty, this was a match that a lot of people were looking forward to since it was announced on Rampage. And this has probably been, from what I have seen myself, the best match that Lee Moriarty has had on AEW Dynamite. He's been in the ring with CM Punk. 
He's been in the ring with uh, a couple other people. He's been in the ring with Brian Danielson. So he is uh, moseying on along here on AEW television. And the reason why this match came about is because Brian wants to bring out the violence in his opponents. And I think we all know, us as podcasters, us as fans of Brian Danielson, anybody that's in the ring with Brian Danielson is going to have to resort to some sort of violence. And everybody, Jesse, that's in the ring with Brian Danielson is going to be better off for it. And Lee Moriarty was just the next in line of a long list of people that Brian's going to be in the ring with that he's going to make absolutely better. Yeah, yeah, this is this was easily the best showcase for Moriarty uh, of his AEW run. And um, I'm glad it was on, you know, live national television because um, Brian made him look like uh, a, a fucking rock star, man. Yeah. I mean, it was, and it's just what he does. I mean, you, you take you take Moriarty's natural ability if you combine that with the way that Brian will make you look in a ring with him. And I mean, Moriarty is, is on his way, man. This is the stuff that's, this is the stuff that you get to do when you benefit from signing guys like Punk and Brian and put them in with your younger guys. Yeah, the only the only thing personally from me, and this is just coming from me uh, about Lee Moriarty, fantastic in the ring, and the only thing I would probably say that's a negative about him is I don't really know much about him. I don't know who he is or what he is. Uh, I guess his character or whatever he's going to be on television. He just he just looks like another great pro wrestler out there. He's got no he's got no real charisma per se. He's got no real character or character direction. What exactly? am I looking for outside the good in-ring skills? Does he have anything else besides being great in the ring? I think this is going to be a good catalyst for him to, to, um, to start branching out and go from here, do some promos, do some backstage segments. And, uh, and now that his name is on the, you know, everyone's um, tongue from this week, this is, a good, this is a good time to start putting that character out. So let's see where they go for him for the next couple of weeks. Hopefully it's just not straight back to dark and nothing else. Cause now that we see what he can do now, we want to see more of him. Yeah. So hopefully we see a little bit more of that from, uh, from Lee Moriarty when he gets more TV time on AW dynamite. Uh, but they started up with, uh, you know, some chain wrestling at the beginning and then Danielson slapped Moriarty across the fakes, uh, across the fakes. Uh, and then Danielson locked on a Romero special and then modified into a dragon sleeper. Moriarty counted this one for a, uh, stretch of sorts. And Danielson reached the ropes and slapped Moriarty again. Uh, uppercut from Moriarty sent Danielson out to the floor. Danielson was able to avoid a dive and tie Moriarty up in the ropes for some yes kicks. Danielson then continued to dominate Moriarty through a commercial break. Once we came back, we had this, this wacky, weird spot with both of these guys. They were almost in a handstand tied up, slapping each other upside down which looked great on television. Crowd went crazy for it. After that was over, Brian applied the label lock, forcing Moriarty to get to the ropes. Moriarty started to come back, back suplex, uppercuts. Moriarty rolled Danielson up for a backslide, went, got, got a two count off the pin. Danielson landed another couple of stiff shots. Moriarty was firing up with some strikes of his own. He ran a running elbow into Brian's face, belly-to-belly belly, suplex for Moriarty, Got a two count. And then we go to the end of the match. Moriarty is in a situation with Brian where he got this abdominal stretch-like hold. And Brian powered out, hit a backdrop, a backdrop suplex, and then the Busaiko knee, the big running knee. Uh, Danielson kicked Moriarty's head in like he usually does. The stomps transitioned into a triangle. But at that point, the referee had to stop the match because Moriarty was 
completely passed out. Moriarty loses to Brian. Right outcome, he passed out. Referee stopped the match. Excellence open to AEW Dynamite. You love to see the great opening, the great wrestling that AEW brings to the table. After the match is what really set everything else apart from uh, everything that happened in this match. Brian got on the microphone and started to reference John Moxley. He says he was out there to teach Lee Moriarty about violence, which he did. He wants to know if he passed or failed. Fan response, they didn't really give an adequate response to him. And he then said, this is why I don't trust the American public with anything. I laughed because everybody in Tennessee clearly was, <laughs> they didn't really understand Brian's line of questioning here. Danison then asked Moxley to team up with him. I asked you last week, what's going on? And no answer. I want an answer. Moxley comes out and says a decade ago, he was like Moriarty and the rest of the kids in the back. And he was a young kid, poor, had nothing to lose. He tried to take down the great American dragon. So they had their one match, first time meeting. This is the first time Moxley described meeting Brian. Brian was late to the match due to weather, but he turned up in his gear to the venue, got in the ring, and this is the first time that they actually laid eyes on each other face to face. Moxley says he gave everything he had, but he came up, came up short against Brian. But getting a taste of the best wrestler on the planet made him even hungrier and wanted it more. Over the years, Moxley had more shots, but each time he came up short and he says he's never beaten Brian Danielson. Moxley then turned to Brian and said, you know, you turn up in AEW, everybody's running scared because you're the best wrestler on the planet, but I was excited to slay the dragon that I never could slay. But as it turns out, Brian doesn't want to fight. Now you want to join forces with me. So Moxley's not questioning that Brian is wanting to team up because he doesn't want to get his ass kicked by John Moxley. John asked, you want to be partners because of what we could create. Is that the reason? Or do you not want to get destroyed by John Moxley? Moxley says, listen, I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. I'm going to leave it to you, Daniel. Then Moxley says this. If I'm going to team up side by side with anybody, I want to bleed with them first. That may have been one of the most epic lines for a, I want to fight you at Revolution. Most epic lines for a match between two guys that I've seen in a very long time. I want to bleed with you first and then I'll talk. Bro, we're getting Brian versus Moxley at Revolution. Complaints out of me. No complaints anywhere. I don't know who the fuck would want to complain about this. Nope. Do they team up after this hellacious match at Revolution? Yeah, they better. They promised us. That's pretty much it. Why not? Why not, man? I mean, put these guys together and see. I want to see them do exactly what Brian said. I want to see them grab a mince or, or a mincee, rather. Tag them along and bring them up with them. That's what I want. I want to see it now. Listen, we may be getting that. I'm just glad we're getting this match. This match was supposedly, we don't know if that was actual the plan or actually the plan. In uh, November, during the Full Gear uh, World Championship Eliminator Tournament, Moxley and Brian were supposed to be the finals. Now we're getting it at Revolution, which is a great thing to see. This is going to be a great match, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. There's really not much to say outside that this was a great promo by John Moxley. This was a great match by Brian Danielson. Just imagine the chaos that they're going to create together at Revolution in Orlando. It's going to be great. I'm glad we saw Keith Lee tonight. We didn't see him in the ring, but we got a backstage vignette with Keith Lee. 
This is Keith Lee saying he is here. This is an instance where you don't save the best for last as he will be the face of the revolution one by one. Phase one is done. The ladder match is phase two. And then after that, TNT title will be phase three and it will be his. Jesse, this ladder match is shaping up to be uh, a ladder match of monsters at Revolution. We got Keith Lee. We got Wardlow, who was in the next match against Max Caster, which was pretty academic there. Wardlow wins that match. He moves on to the ladder match. Will Hobbs, I'm hoping, on Friday against Dante Martin advances to the Revolution ladder match. We may be looking at three of the largest men in AEW in a ladder match for the number one contendership for the TNT title. Who else we get? Lee, Wardlow, and Hobbs or Martin? Will Hobbs Will. or Dante Martin is Friday, yeah. Uh, who else? That's, that's the, the only three we no, got The so only far? three we got so far, no other matches have been announced. I don't think they have a ladder match and leave Dante Martin out of yeah, One would think, but uh, I, I, I truly yeah. believe Will Hobbs needs a fucking win. Oh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think he does. I, I just don't see, I would like to see him in the match, and I don't see them leaving him off of it. Unfortunately, we will see. I'm going for Dante Martin, man. Uh, I'm going for Will Hobbs over Dante Martin. Dante Martin yeah, would be great in a ladder match, but I'm going with Will Hobbs. Hobbs has, has has more things going on. They're they're not really doing anything with you know immediate time being right now. Oof. So hopefully it's Hobbs. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Wardlow Powerbomb Symphony on Mister Max Caster. This was pretty academic. Caster got some offense, but it wasn't enough. Wardlow suplexed Caster all over the ring and the floor until Caster avoided a spear and sent Wardlow into the steel steps at one point. This was pretty much his only offense. Wardlow was hit by a chain behind the referee's back, so they tried to cheat. Wardlow then hit three power bombs in anger, and that was pretty much it for the win. Wardlow advances to the uh, face of the Revolution ladder match at Revolution. Backstage, we got Britt Baker with Tony Schiavone. And she's there telling Mercedes Martinez not to lose, reminding her why she brought Mercedes Martinez into the company. Martinez says she knows it's her job. It's to kill a bitch. Oh, my goodness. Good thing we don't have Mercedes Martinez coming after you, bro. Oh, I don't want them. With language like that, my goodness, man. You may not even be here on Wednesday night anymore. Yeah, my virgin ears, bro. John Kreese then shows up, bro. Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't know who he was because I'm not familiar with uh, Cobra Kai. Oh, please don't say that out loud. I, I'm not familiar with Cobra Kai, bro. I haven't watched one episode of Cobra Kai. Oh, my God. Listen, man, how much TV you think I watch besides fucking WWE and AEW, man? I'm watching Yellowstone right now, binge watching. Walking Dead's coming back. I got to watch Ozark because you're recommending this, right? Watch how much, Ooh, how much fucking TV you want me to watch? Don't watch NXT on Tuesdays. Don't watch just NXT more. on Tuesday. I, I probably will not be doing that next week. No, just take that time and go watch Cobra Kai on Tuesday. Why do I need to watch Cobra Kai? Because it's fucking great. Did you did you watch the movies at all as a kid? Tell me you did. No. No. I did not have any interest in watching Karate Kid. I just exposed myself. <laughs> Oh my goodness, man. Come on, bro. I didn't watch the movies, bro. Not even Karate Kid. I'm not afraid to admit it, man. Uh, Listen, listen. 
You want another one? I didn't watch one Star Wars movie ever. Ever. Okay, I can join you for that. Okay, me either. <laughs> See, it's just, not, it's, it's just not Karate Kid. I never watched Star Wars either. Uh, no, I can deal with Star Wars. I can feel you on Star Wars, man. I feel you got to be a, some kind of a special, a special geek or a nerd for Star Wars, and it's just not me. There you go, man. I, I don't, I don't discriminate, man. Come on, but come on. You never watched. You never not. You never watched the original Karate Kid movie. No. No. It sucks. I can't tell you to go back and watch it now. The movie's like fucking thirty-five years old or some shit. You can look at Rocky. It now, like, Rocky. Stupid. I watched uh, Casino, Godfather. You know, Goodfellas, Karate Kid. No. Good. Did you watch Top Gun? Yes. Of course, come on. Well, I mean, come on. You, you should have watched Karate Kid too. Karate Kid? Oh. Karate Kid was just left off the menu, bro. What do you want me to do? Go back and watch it. I don't know. I think if I go back and watch something that old, I won't appreciate it. You gotta watch first you gotta time. go back and watch them. And I'm telling you right now, you're not. But you gotta go back and watch them so then you can go watch the series. Oh, is that what I have to do? I gotta add another fucking thing to my uh, binge watching list? Let me yeah, get through man. Yellowstone first, man. I'm probably going to go to the fucking prequel after uh, after I'm done here. And the storytelling in Cobra Kai is fucking great, man. Huh? It had it, it, at the at the at the season finale of this of just this past season that just came out. Me and my family, we legit stood up and cheered. We were so fucking happy with the with the result with who won. It was that good. I mean, legit, get off the couch and cheered. It was that fucking good, man. Anybody in the chat who's seen it, they know at the ending. For who won the tournament, I got up and popped for that, dude. I was up off my fucking couch. That was that was incredible shit, dude. Love it. Love it, love it, love yes, it. Yes, Vandelli in the chat. At least I've seen Lord of the Rings, man. I've watched every Lord of the Rings multiple times. That's spanning six fucking movies. Uh, I, watched, I watched the first two Lord of the Rings. I, I watched the first one. Did not like it at all. I watched the second one, and I actually enjoyed the second one. I did. I actually enjoyed the second Lord of the Rings, but I'm just not into those kind of movies though. So it was it was never something I was like that in Harry Potter. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be you gotta be into that fantasy shit. I've seen Jaws like fucking 37 times, man. It's like it's yeah, it's one of those, it's just one of those things, man. I don't don't know. Karate Kid just never fell into that category. Anyway, uh Mr. Crease was there. Well well, but put like this Karate Kid is is a basically a cult following type deal. Yes. I mean, it, it is. It's like Back to the Future. You've seen Back to the Future, right? Yes, I've seen Back to the Future. It's, I mean, it's kind of along, along those same lines. It's a cult following. you got to get into it and then be committed to it. Did, did yeah. I enjoy Back yeah. to the Future? Eh. I didn't see what yeah. the big deal was. You the, know. F- the first one was amazing. The first one was good. Second one was whatever. You know. Yeah, they were ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Mr. Cobra Kai was here. He, he turns up. He tells Britt that she knows what to do if Mercedes Martinez fails to take out Thunder Rosa. So... Uh, that is not good news for Miss Mer- Mer- Mercedes Martinez if she loses this match to Thunder Rosa. Shivani, he is then in the ring with Adam Hangman Page, and he's interviewing Adam Page, and he's about to cut a promo about uh, what's next. And Adam Cole cuts him off, and I appreciate this. Adam Cole didn't come out to his theme music. Adam Cole came out through the heel tunnel with a microphone and no theme music and interrupted the promo the way it should be done because nobody needs to be introduced with their theme music. It just comes off as a overly scripted and unorganic television show at that point. So I appreciate these little things. But he's out there. 
He tells the fans to give Adam Page a warm round of applause. He then puts over the match and then tells Tony to get out of the ring. Cole says he's been a world champion everywhere he's been, and it's a shame Page's run will have to come to an end at some point. Page often wondered how Cole felt watching his friends build an, uh, a wrestling empire without him and how it is looking at his former Bullet Club teammates holding, or his former Bullet Club teammate holding the belt that he will never hold. Cole says that he hasn't heard the Young Bucks talk about Adam Page in weeks or even mention the Dark Order. Page says he isn't perfect, but he doesn't think Cole has the best record in friendship either. The more Cole talks, the more he thinks this might be Cole's biggest regret. So, Bay Bay then says, Page has become an unbelievable wrestler and champion, putting him over big time. But now he's here, and now he is, or anytime they've been in a promotion together, he's always been known as the other Adam. So, Adam Cole says that Adam Page is always known as the other Adam when he and Adam Page are on the same roster. So this leads to Adam Page putting down the championship in the microphone. He's rolling up his sleeves, and he's ready to fight. Cole says, whoa, 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 whoa. Nothing but love and respect here, man. Nothing but love, respect, and admiration for you. He would be the guy he wants to share the ring with most in AEW, and he says someday they'll fight for that title man-to-man. He says, when it happens, may the best man win, and they actually shake hands. So, Adam Cole being Mr. Nice Guy here. He leaves the ring, Jesse stands on the ring apron. He's adjusting the collar on his jacket. You see this fucking devious, prick-like smile from Adam Cole as he's walking away. And then all of a sudden, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly jump Adam Page from behind. Cole then runs down the ramp and joins in the three-on-one attack. Security ends up breaking all of this up. Dark Order hit the ring to help Adam Page And number 10 of the Dark Order clears out all of the security and both groups stare at each other. So it looks like, Jesse, we may be getting Adam Cole versus Adam Page for the AEW Championship. But my feeling towards this is not like CM Punk and MJF, where it's very one-sided. I think MJF needs to win that one clean in that environment. I'm not so sure about this. Now, let, let let me explain. I... Would love to see Adam Cole's world champion. I think we are all ready for an Adam Cole world championship. But if that is the case, then you're cutting Adam Page short. Adam Page has been a very good world champion. I don't want to hear anything different. He's had two incredible matches against Brian and a great match against Lance Archer. It's just getting started. So we get to Revolution, and with the match that everybody is assuming that Cole is going to win— I don't think we get Cole's world champion, Jesse. I do think that this sets the stage for Kenny Omega to come back, and we're going to get Kenny Omega joining the elite against Adam Cole and the former Undisputed Era. That's going to take Cole's time. Cole is not going to be ready for the world championship until MJF gets the championship after beating CM Punk. Yeah, no, this um, almost, you know, don't want them to have to have booked this match, but, I mean, you kind of have to at this point. Yeah. But... Yeah, um, Hangman needs to win. I'm not. I'm not overly excited about Hangman's run. I think his matches have been fantastic. Um, it's just his storylines and views are just, you know, they they pop off in the middle of the show, and the, you know, they're never like in the main event segment. And the, I mean, it's just not that interesting. You know? But um, yeah, it's probably a bad time to take the title off of him, especially with with MJF going over Punk. 
because that's going to lead you into Hangman versus MJF. Yes, and that's going to be the main, that's going to be not the main event, but I think it's going to be the co-main event of yeah. of Double or Nothing. Yeah, and yeah, Adam Cole will be um, he'll have his hands full with Kenny. Um, Kenny will be back before the spring, I'm sure of it. Um, Jay uh, Jay White. Um, he'll have his hands full with them and the Bucks and everything like that. So there'll be plenty of uh, for Adam Cole to do. And if Hangman loses his title now, where the hell does he go? Nowhere. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know where he would go. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he fits into uh, the entire uh, Bullet Club versus uh, former Undisputed Era storyline. I do see a blood and guts match in our future with these two factions, though. That's what I do see. Yeah. But that's where that's where he would end up. But he would definitely be slotted in there as a loser, man. I mean, yeah. as a anticlimactic run and then losing it to, you know, Adam Cole right away. And then what's he going to hang out in the fact that no, he, he just needs to win right now and stay away from um, the club for right now. Yeah. And then when he loses to MJF, then he can get tangled up in with those. You know, things. it's uh, it, it's, it's a funny thing too. You know, we, we talk about MJF after he hopefully beat CM Punk at revolution becomes the number one contender really uh, this time for the world championship. Uh, I don't. I don't know how many of you guys watched uh, before they actually crowned the first AEW World Champion, which was Jericho. Uh, Adam Page actually beat MJF to become the number one contender to wrestle Chris Jericho for the first ever AEW Championship. So there is some sort of long term storytelling that they could actually play here, and everything's coming around full circle for these guys. So that's clearly the match that they're going to have to go with. That's the only one that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah and it's going to be nice, man. It's going to be great. Um, I want to. I'm hoping that MJF comes out looking really, really, really. Uh, I hope. I hope Punk can make MJF look really, really, really strong. Yeah, got to make him look really, really strong. And Punk is a master at that. He will do. <laughs> he will do what needs to be done, man. Punk is not uh, a selfish bitch like uh, some of the people that we talk about on uh, on Monday or Friday. <laughs> Shot Flair talking to you, <laughs> Becky Lynch. He's- well, but Punk's had that experience, man. Who do you think made Roman look really fucking strong? Man? There you go. He knows what he's go. doing. I mean, he's got a he's got an eye for talent. Does feel that Punk, man? That Punk. Santana and Ortiz against Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. This is the inner circle having an inner turmoil here on Dynamite. Santana and Ortiz, very excited to see where they go and branch off. Jericho actually was praised on social media tonight, Jesse, for looking pretty decent. It looks like he's slimming down and losing some weight, is Chris Jericho. Now, a yeah. lot of people are like, oh, he's, he's losing weight because he's going to join Cody in WWE. No, 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 geeks. Chris Jericho signs an extension. He's with AEW through 2024. There you go. Jake Hager looks great, too. I don't know if he's getting ready for an MMA match or whatnot, but he looks fantastic. This was fun while it lasted. Eddie Kingston made his return came out and stood in the corner of Santana and Ortiz. He got a major reaction, and he's back because he's probably going to factor into a match that we all kind of assumed he would at Revolution with Chris Jericho, and that's exactly what they gave us tonight. So Santana went right after Jericho here at the, right at the start. Repeated strikes. Standing moonsault from Ortiz got a two-count. Jericho popped Ortiz into a face buster, tagged in Hager, who beat down Ortiz, hit a Hager bomb, Gets a cover, only gets a two count. So, closed line for Ortiz. This allowed him to reach Santana for the hot tag. They ran wild on Hager, but ran into a cold breaker from Jericho, followed by a spine buster from Hager here. Jericho hit a running bulldog. Ortiz cut off the lion salt. 
Then they hit the street sweeper. Their finishing move did uh, proud and powerful. On Jericho, he kicks out of the street sweeper. Jericho countered a corner cannonball into a lion tamer. Kingston then urged Santana to get towards the ropes, and he eventually got the ropes in a very, very great spot. Uh, Jericho took out Kingston with a springboard dropkick to get rid of him here. Santana avoided a Judas effect and hit a discus lariat on Jericho, which was enough for the win. Santana and Ortiz get the victory. After the match was over, Jericho immediately went after Eddie Kingston, and they brawled on the outside, and this sets up their match at Revolution. Jesse, we're getting Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho at Revolution on March 6th. There you go. Sounds good. I mean, I think the winner is a no-brainer as well. Um, I'm wondering if they're putting, if they're, if they're, if they're starting to align, well, they're already aligned. But they're going to keep uh, Proud and Powerful together with Eddie Kingston for um, trios titles. I think so. I was thinking yeah. that same thing while watching this segment. It's like, uh, you know, it, we, we see all these trios factions and we're, uh, we're all anticipating these titles coming to AEW. I, I think it's going to be a great thing. The matches that could be made with these championships coming into play is fucking unbelievable. Yeah, so yeah, this is going to be a great team. About that. Yeah, there's going to be a great pairing with Kingston and Santana Ortiz. I'd like, to, I'd, li- I'd like for them to win the tag team championships first. Maybe they're one of the two teams that gets in there. And uh, one of the other two teams I mentioned before, the Bucks and Red Dragon, maybe one of those two teams don't get in there. Maybe one of those teams is Santana Ortiz. Maybe they win the tag team championships at Revolution after disposing here of Jericho and Hager. It may be too soon. Maybe they wait for double or nothing. I don't know, but I'm very much looking forward to seeing what they do as a duo in the tag team division now, seeing that the inner circle is no more. You know what? I mean, I might be a little biased, but you know who I would love to see be the first trios champions, you know, when it should happen to ever come along is any combination of the Dark Order. I would just personally, I would love to see the Dark Order be the first trios champions, use the Freebird rule and shit like that. When they lose it, they fucking lose it. I get it. But what group has been together longer than the fucking Dark Order? The Dark Order has been together before AEW even fucking launched, man. I'm I mean, telling you, man. They, we they we are we literally day one. We, we yeah yeah we say we say it all the time. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, man, fucking incredible tag team. I I think they really deserve to be built up a little bit better and given more TV time. They are fucking great. I love both of those guys. You put John Silver with them, bro. That's a formidable fucking trio right there. Yes, yes, I, I, I love these guys, and, and uh, a benefit um, booking-wise of putting your trios titles on the faction like this is you don't have to worry about injury ever because any one of them can defend it. So. Yeah, yeah, those trios championships are going to be a difference maker on AW television. It's going to bring a lot of great matches for the fans out there, and it's going to make more matches on TV have a little bit more meaning instead of these these random trios matches that we see every week with no meaning right now. Those championships are going to bring value and meaning to a lot of what you see on television. So I can't wait. Now, I wonder if they're going to do this with the trios titles, which is what they did in Bucha Underground, when you can make it in the gender as well. You can have a female on each team to defend the trios titles if you want. Then you could put Anna J in with the Dark Order. You could put Paige Vanzette in with America's Top yeah, Team. Yeah, you know, the, the the funny thing with that is I loved when Lucha Underground did that, but the women would have to wrestle the men, and that's actually what happened there in Lucha Underground. I don't I don't think yes. AEW is going to allow, be allowed to do that on TNT, or I don't know if they actually would do that or get clearance to do that from TNT. I'd love to see it, but I don't think that's going to be a real possibility. I, 
Hopefully, I've yet to see too much that TNT or TBS won't allow them to do. They can say what the fuck they want. They can bloody each other up what the hell they want, but they can't have women fighting men. These are you kidding me, women. man? That's just WWE getting more just, ammunition for those quarterly conference calls, man. You know Vince right. McMahon's going to be asked those questions. Oh, Vince, what do you think about the women on men violence? Oh, man, fuck that. Ask, tell you what, ask the women. Go ask fucking Jay Cargill. Go ask Thunder Rosa. Go ask Mercedes Mar- Fuck yeah. Bro, I guarantee you Thunder Rose would be the first one to fucking uh, want to wrestle uh, some some of the men on that roster. She has. You see the match with Thunder Rosa and Sammy Guevara? Uh, where was this? Uh, it was at an indie show years back. No. Fucking great. YouTube it. Go look it up. Thunder Rosa versus Sammy Guevara, dude. Fucking great match. I forget what promotion it was for. Maybe the chat knows, but my God, it was so good. You know, you so know, good. You know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see Thunder Rosa come to House of Glory and wrestle some of the men on the House of Glory roster. That's what I'd love. She she's fucking tough, dude. She does not fuck around in the ring. Anyway, speaking of, kinda, of speaking of Thunder Rosa. Speaking of Thunder Rosa, we got a, a match with Mercedes Martinez here. No DQ. And we got Thunder Rosa. And Britt Baker beginning the feud that we have all been anticipating here. And Thunder Rosa is dressed as Kill Bill, Jesse. I'm liking the different yes. outfits that Thunder Rosa's been coming out. One, one week, it's Wolverine. Next yeah. week, it's Kill Bill. I like it. It's like Sasha, you know? Yeah, I really like it. Yeah. I think it adds a, a nice little uh, depth to her, uh, to her overall character, man. It, it makes it very unpredictable as well. I like it. There is Joey Clemenza said, um, he said it was, uh, it was an indie Texas dev. I lost the fucking chat. Where'd it go? It's on YouTube. Somebody says Randy B in the chat says Sammy Guevara's Thunder Rosa is on YouTube. JD. Here it is. Joey Clemenza said it was a Texas indie show in Austin. It was exceptional. One of the best matches of their career. It was, it was really good. Really? I gotta, I gotta go watch it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cue that up in my liked playlist and watch that at some point. I did. I watched it. I watched every minute of it, dude. It was so good. It was so good. Uh, Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez had a great match the first time that they wrestled on Rampage. This was a very good match as well, but my goodness, man, did they beat the shit out of each other the first match. They beat the shit out of each other here in the second match. This could have been a disaster, but both ladies really recovered nicely. Um, what you thought was going to be a sloppy botch ended up uh, turning into, you know, shit that they actually worked around, which was very nice of both of these ladies here. So Martinez appears with a chair. Thunder Rose has a chair. Or Martinez rather had a uh, steel pipe. That was the weapon that she used to attack Thunder Rose in the first match. Thunder Rosa had a chair. And she's dressed as Kill Bill, like I said. So she runs at Mercedes Martinez with the chair. Smashes her with the chair. Knocks the pipe out of Martinez's hand. And then hits her with the chair across the back. This one's on the outside early. They brawl into the crowd. They crash through the barricade. Thunder Rosa Irish whip Mercedes Martinez through the barricade, and she, I don't i don't know if that was actually legitimately supposed to be planned. It looks like she just completely collapsed the barricade, and she didn't know that it was going to collapse the way that it did. But they're in the crowd, and Rosa slams her into the metal guardrail that separates the fans, and the insane spot that Thunder Rosa was on here, she climbs into the crowd, Jesse, and she uses some geek that's sitting there for leverage jumps off a very, very shaky banister out there in the crowd and does a crossbody with this guy's help. This guy gets the assist. Probably made his entire fucking night, this guy. Crossbody off the barricade. 
Unbelievable. And that was scary. I, I saw that. I saw that thing wobbling, man. If that thing would have buckled, she leaped off. She would have fell head first straight down. Yeah. So they obviously fight in the crowd. They make their way back into the ring. Martinez fights back with a suplex into the barricade that was already crashed down. Martinez then gets a pile of chairs and a trash can from underneath the ring. Rosa hits a stunner on Martinez to regain the control of the match. She then sets up a table outside of the ring. It's broken, so Thunder Rosa had to prop it up on on the ring apron. So she couldn't set the table up the way it was intended, so she kind of slanted it horizontally on the floor and against the ring apron. So that's that. The two brawl on the apron. Martinez hits a fisherman buster through the table. The table doesn't break. It breaks, but the end of the table broke on Thunder Rose's side of the table where she came crashing down. They both slid down the table off of this fisherman suplex. It actually looked like it was going to be a bad spot because the table didn't break, but them sliding and Rosa just splatting on the floor actually made it look like a great spot, Jess. It did. It did. I, mean, I was in the same boat as you. Like, oh, crap, the table didn't break. kind of broke a little bit. You know, the spot looked good to me. I mean, table don't break. I mean, it's part of it's part of the, the life. You know, what are you going to do? Listen, it's still got a holy shit chant from the crowd, so everybody was yeah. uh, enjoying it. Mercedes then attacks with a chair several times. They're back in the ring. Thunder Rosa hits a hurricanrana from the top rope. She then launches a trash can at Mercedes with the edge of the trash can, nailing her right in the face. She then puts the trash can over Mercedes Martinez and nails a missile drop kick through the trash can while Mer- Mercedes Martinez is wearing the trash can over her head. Um, Rosa goes to the top rope. Martinez is up there, blocks whatever she's about to do with a trash can lid to the midsection. She then hits a German suplex, a snap German suplex off the top rope. Rosa folded in half. I'm like, holy shit. I hope she's was- okay. That was scary. Yes, it was. She follows with an elbow drop, and the elbow drop from Mercedes Martinez was fucking scary because yeah. it looks like she slipped off the top rope, Jesse, and she regains her footing right before she slipped off and nailed an elbow drop on Thunder Rosa right across the throat. That looked fucking brutal. Uh, yeah, she got a rough couple of spots at the end of that one, man, but she 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 got up from it. You know, I, I was kind of worried that... Um, that she might have hurt herself on that first ball, that first bump, man. That was kind of nasty. Yeah, that uh, that looked like it knocked the wind out of Rosa. She kicks out. Thunder fights back with a crucifix bomb. Thunder driver, fire thunder driver on the pile of the chairs, which in my in my eyes, in my vantage point, it looked like Thunder Rosa took the brunt of that offense as she came uh, ass first on the chairs. And Mercedes yeah. Martinez didn't really hit the chairs as intended, but it was enough to get the victory. Both ladies fucking busted their ass. They gave you a hard-fought match. It could have been a disaster. They they righted the ship on most of these spots that could have ended up being botches, and it ended up being a very, very good no-DQ match. After the match was over, we got these two women here, Martinez and Thunder Rosa, showing some respect. Britt Baker and her crew with Rebel and Jamie Hayter head down to the ring, and they attack Thunder Rosa. They hold her down, give Martinez her pipe, and they jump Martinez as well, Jesse. So it looks like Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez could have some form of alliance here. And I know a lot of people are thinking about the women's championship at Revolution. What's Britt Baker going to be doing? Who is she going to be defending that championship against? It may not be Thunder Rosa, Jesse. We may be getting Martinez and Thunder Rosa against Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker at Revolution. And to be quite honest with you, I am perfectly okay with that. Yeah, I mean, in in theory, yeah, I'm okay with it because the match itself should be fine, should be great. 
but it's just the fact of it just seems that Britt Baker is just not defending that title. Yeah. And, and that's just the thing. She's just not defending the fucking title. Right now, last time I checked, Layla Hirsch was the number one contender. I'm not sure why she was, but she was. But she's not factoring into any of this right now. It looks like we're heading to that tag match at the pay-per-view, which is fine. I have no problem with that. But yeah, so it seems so. Maybe we'll start the build for Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker after that, which puts us in what? Either that match at a TV show or four months from now. Uh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa is going to be at double or nothing. It's going to be a double yeah. or nothing. It's going to be it's going to be a drawn out story. I think the I think both of these ladies deserve it, and they deserve to tell their side of the story because this is going to be a title change. And I, I get I get what you're saying. I get I think a lot of people are in the same boat as us here. You know, Britt hasn't really defended the championship. He has no real real competition outside of Thunder Rosa. But honestly, when Thunder Rosa wins that title, Jesse, I honestly think the landscape of the women's division is going to look a lot different than uh, what we look at the women's division now. And how we see it now. We're going to see a bunch of new names. Ember Moon's coming in. I'm assuming yeah. Ember Moon's coming in. Tony Storm potentially coming in. Could be Taya Valkyrie, Mia Yim, yeah, Tegan, yeah. Tegan Knox. There's a lot yeah. of ladies out there that are looking for work. This is not going to be the same women's division at the start of the Owen Cup. No, no. We got to get them in because if Thunder Rosa gets that title, how long before she then goes through the same women that Britt Baker just went through and then she's going to be looking for opponents. So yeah, we got to yeah. get Athena in here. Um, Thunder Rosa and Athena just had a fantastic match right here in uh, Chicago this weekend. Which uh, which angered Thunder Rosa mightily. Uh, and I don't know why anybody would want to anger that woman uh, using uh, very sexist terms and uh, derogatory language towards the women in that match. And Oh, she let her. She let this fucking geek have it, man. Holy shit! Well, well, uh, Athena too. She yeah. had to kick somebody out. Well, the comments were directed towards Athena. Oh, okay, then Thunder Rosa came. And back then Thunder Rosa came well. in defense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got pissed. She kicked somebody out. Thunder. I mean, and at an indie show, you guys, I joke around here because I'm, I'm at the safety of my home, you know, behind my camera. But you go to an indie show, you know, what's to stop Thunder Rosa from jumping over that fucking rail and kicking your ass? For Shit like that. Don't do that. <laughs> no. Don't do that. People are people are mental, bro. I, I don't I don't really get why people do the shit that they do. People think I'm bad. Yeah. Don't go. I mean, you 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 went out of your way. You paid money to go to an indie show, which normally is reserved for nothing but fans. I mean, so why would you do something like that? Why would you go there and pay money just to disrespect someone live and then party? Why would you what that guy who did the shit to Moxley? Why would you do that, bro? Just, I, I mean, legit. Why would you do that shit? You went and paid money to embarrass yourself on national fucking television. This person did it to embarrass themselves at this indie show with two fantastic women giving them a fantastic match. I mean, it's just uncomfortable. People are fucking mental, bro. I don't know what to tell you. I, I do know what to tell you with this next story, though. The House of Black had a vignette, a promo vignette here. We were in this... Uh, it's very eerie, mansion-like atmosphere. I don't know if it's Brody's house or Black's house. Very brooding atmosphere. Malachi's there. He's explaining violence. Brody then asks, because Malachi's turning over tarot cards and he's doing some fucking magic there on, uh, on the table. Brody asks, as Malachi's flipping over these cards, who are they waiting for? As someone knocks on the door. Malachi then looks into the camera and says, I'm waiting for history. And then the segment goes 
and ends. But before it ends, Jesse, we see the silhouette of someone who is walking towards Black. And I know for a fact this is who I think it is. It's Buddy Matthews. The silhouette of his beard just kind of came through the the fucking the, the silhouette of him being blurred out in this vignette. And then there's a report that Buddy Matthews is ending up with AEW. Fightful is reporting that AEW sources have indicated that there was growing interest and rumblings about Buddy Matthews joining the company in recent weeks. Some have heard that there were creative pitches made once uh, Buddy Matthews' name was talked about, and one source stated that creative is already decided for Buddy Matthews. Several AW wrestlers have been told that the working plan is to bring him in, which has been going around since January. Last year, WWE let him go, and many expected him to go to AEW. I thought he, I, I thought he fit like a glove in Impact Wrestling, but apparently he's worked several independent dates. He worked for House of Glory. I had a blast calling his match with Black, and now apparently he's going to end up in AEW, and you talk about history, who is he waiting for? History. Black and Buddy Matthews have had this feud that's dated back to WWE. It's continued on the indies a couple of times. Bro, I don't think I could think of anybody else better for the House of Black than Buddy Matthews, man. I'm fucking excited about this. No, no, it, it makes sense. Um, he's one of those um, he's one of those silent killers. Yeah. You know, he, look, he looks like a beast. Yep. He'll kill you in the ring. Not great on the mic, but put him with the right faction. He don't have to be. He could be the muscle. And like it. I can't wait, man. Can you can you imagine Buddy Matthews versus Brian Danielson? Buddy Matthews versus Kenny Omega. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Anybody, really. Anybody. You put Buddy Matthews in the ring with fucking a Victoria's Secret window model. Dummy. And it looks like Swerve Scott as well. Well, I, I can't see what's going on with Swerve Scott because <laughs> I'm fucking blocked on social media well, thanks to Top Dollar. So, so about an hour ago... Fucking top dollar, man. Bottom dollar. How's Foot Locker working out for you, top dollar? Maybe I should. Maybe, a- maybe I should shut my mouth, man. Apparently, they're uh, getting back together on the indies. Yeah, I think it was his birthday, like the other day or something. So- I'm a big fan of Swerve, by the way. If I so, had the opportunity Swerve- to meet him, I would like to apologize. I didn't mean yeah. for what I said, man. But I mean, it's Bruce Pritchard. What do you expect? Yeah. So yeah, um, Swerve uh, tweeted out a picture of of Darby sitting in the corner of an indie ring, and Swerve, you know, is walking up to him in his suit and everything else. And this was right around the time when Darby was in that beat down in the ring, and Swerve uh, put that picture up and he said, "You need more backup." And he's walking towards Darby as Darby's just sitting there looking at him, and Swerve is walking over to him with you know, his badass suit and everything. So. He's been teasing about showing up and helping Darby. Um, I I could see that. I mean, um, if that's their way of introducing him, I know AW is very interested in him. Everybody so, is, from what I can understand. I don't know why you wouldn't be. Yep, that's well, great. But if you listen, if he comes on in, another great signing for AW. Oh, but they let every how many more roster members can they have? So many fucking financial advisors there for Tony Khan. I didn't know Tony Khan needed so many fucking internet financial advisors, man. I'd love to see your fucking credentials, really. So people get mad when he signs more people. Then they they get mad when they don't re-sign people. But the one thing he has not done is fired anybody unjustly. 
and that's something that they want to skip over and just move the WWE fires people for budget cut reasons, but then they go out and say how much money they've made, how great they're doing, and everything else. But we got to cut budgets. But Tony Khan signs people to deals, let them, and he honors the whole deals. I mean, maybe not everybody stays on TV. Nonetheless, they, their, their contracts are honored. They're not released and given paid for 90 days. He's got signed to a three-year deal. We're going to pay you for fucking three years. If it works out, we'll resign you. If not, you know, shake hands, let's do business at a later date. I don't see anything wrong with that. No, but I mean, God forbid, why is he bringing more people in? Well, why is he not redoing these contracts? Bro, which one do you want? Bro, which one do you bro, want? Bro, people can't make up their mind. You know, you know how many fucking hypocrites have ousted themselves on social media with this whole Cody Rhodes going to WWE? Two weeks ago, Cody Rhodes was an insufferable fucking prick and a nobody. Now all these e-drones who hate AEW are praising Cody Rhodes joining the fucking A-team. In WWE, the so dumbest fucking community on the face of the planet in regards to any community anywhere for any sport is WWE. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah if he was still here and he would have said, oh, we got Cody in this main event. They would have said, oh, well, Cody's nothing. He's not a draw. Who cares? People are telling no. me in the chat, go look at Kenta's tweet. What happened? What is Kenta saying on Twitter? Be honest, bro. Who, I mean, what is he saying? Who cares about Kenta? Uh, who, I mean, I was going to say that. Like, who fucking cares? What, what is Kenta saying on social media? Who the fuck cares about fucking uh, Hideo Watami? Well, who gives a shit? I got Kenta right here, man. What, what is he saying? It's in Japanese. I can't read Japanese. This is the fifth. This is yesterday. What did he, did he tweet something today? Six hours ago, he's out walking his fucking dog. He's out walking his dog, but it's uh, apparently wrestling news. Well, what happened? Uh, oh, wait, March 6th, I'm in Orlando. I can make someone sleep. There we go. Oh, yeah? That's what he said. That's what he said. Who's he making? Who's he making go to sleep? I uh, didn't tell us. You know what I'd like to see? <laughs> I'd like to see Kenta versus Andrade. I think that'd be one hell of a match. In a match of guys we can't understand? So what? Yeah. I, understand, I understand violence. This is true. How are they going to make me care for it? Am I going to verbally get me interested in it? I don't know. I don't know. Kent, uh, he's, in, he's in Orlando. Great. Great. I've, Hopefully. I've, I've, I've lost most of the interest I've had for Kenta in that horrible run in NXT. You know, we, we still don't know who attacked Kenta in the parking lot, bro. Was it Kevin Owens? Oh, we're still waiting for that, right? I mean, I mean, that's long-term booking, right? Yeah. Whoever is saying, whoever is saying Kenta versus Punk has been watching too much WWE. Battle of the Go to Sleeps. So the people people are claiming that he's coming to put CM Punk to sleep? I guess so. Give me a break. Come on. Anyway, so. Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, TNT Championship match in the main event. Jay White had a promo before this main event. Jay White's shown saying everyone's talking about him. And if Kenny Omega would have stayed in New Japan, there would have been no AEW. He says it is still his era. I call the Jay White match against Cash Low Ken Broadway at House of Glory. Last weekend, man, I'm a big fan of Jay White, man. He is fucking incredible in the ring. He's just so fluid. He's just so... It is, he is. He really is. Yeah. I mean, and I, I was not a Jay White fan, sense. bro. I was not a Jay White fan. I thought, this guy's fucking boring. Watching some of those mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom shows, man. I don't know what the fuck he did to himself, but he's uh, he's grade A top notch. Yeah. I mean, he just, he just he knows his way down around the ring. It is so hard to explain 
but his move, he just, every move is just so confident about it. He's just so fluid in the ring. And he's only 29 years old. Can you imagine that? WWE got their hands on Jay White. What, what would they do to Jay White? He'd be fucking chasing Reggie for the 24-7 championship. If he's lucky. If he's lucky, yeah. I mean, if you're lucky, you get Titus Catering. That's a win. That's a winning deal right there. Lucky you'll get, you know, shipped over there from AEW and then wind up at WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, anyway, Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen TNT Championship match. These guys are... Uh, Literally fucking insane, man. These guys just have a death wish. One of these days, man, something's going to go wrong, and then we will not be surprised that it did. A great match with a interference ending, but I kind of expected the ending that we got tonight because it definitely is going to be the match that we're getting at Revolution. So they showed some respect at the start. There was a massive let's go Darby, let's go Sammy chant early on. They were going back and forth, kind of very basic chain wrestling, headlocks and holds. And Guevara dropped Allen over the turnbuckle at one spot. He bounced off like a fucking Super Bowl and fell to the outside, hitting the apron on the way down. Unbelievable. That crashed him to the floor. Guevara, fo- Guevara followed her up with a, uh, a rope-hung senton bomb. And we go to commercial break. So we're back from commercial. Allen hit consecutive coffin splashes, chopped out Guevara's knee, which has been the story in most of Sammy's matches has been his knee because that's where he executes most of his offense with his legs. He made Guevara's knee the target of, uh, of the match here, tying Guevara up in a tree of woe and using the ropes as leverage. Guevara powered up, hit a top rope Spanish fly, which looked fantastic. Darby hit the mat hard. Sammy came down on his knee. Allen countered a springboard dropkick into a figure four leg lock, and the two fought to uh, the submission hold to get out of the submission hold. Sammy Guevara tried to get out. I don't know why Darby Allen is using the figure four, Jesse, when uh, that is a Ric Flair move. Shouldn't he be using the Scorpion death lock? I can't remember if this is a part of his moveset. Originally. I don't, well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, sharpshooter Scorpion death lock is uh, one of Sting's finishing moves. Why isn't he utilizing no. his, his, his mentor and his finishing well, move? It, it's not Ric Flair's move in AEW. Well, whose move is it? Right now, it's Darby fucking Allens. You know whose move it is? It's Cody's. Cody did use it, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Several times. Okay. Yes. All right. So, but maybe, 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 maybe it was an homage to Cody Rhodes. He's, he's gone. Oh, is he? It's not at work anymore? No, no, no. He's, he's gone. He's He's gone. He went to WWE to live happily ever after. Oh, okay. He's going to be sitting next. He's going to be rubbing elbows with Bruce Pritchard, bro. Yeah. Yo, Bruce, what's going on, man? Long time no see. How's Ted DiBiase Jr., bro? You talk to him. Bro, I I just don't see it. Yo, Randy, how you doing, bro? Okay, bro, man. I've been loving what you're doing. He's going to be a fucking shill on day one. Yeah. Bro, if, if 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 you think it's not a work and it's real, I mean, I understand. You're not crazy. I'm just, I'm just, it's too much for me to, to not, to not believe this shit. I don't, I, I can't do it. I, I can't call, I can't call bullshit on this. I, I can't not call bullshit on this when all of this shit is lined up like this. So man, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll we, see. We, we, we will see, man. Let's give it some time to play out. It may be the best story of all time. So they sat up in the figure four. Their legs are tied up. They're exchanging slaps. Sammy uh, yelled out a big fuck you to uh, 
Darby Allen here. They counted each other with some big moves. Allen locked in a last supper cradle for a near fall. He then hit a float over stunner, sending Sammy Guevara to the floor. Guevara countered Allen's dive with a cutter to the floor. Sammy is on the outside. Darby is running the ropes and doing that dive through the bottom rope. Sammy caught him in a fucking cutter, and Darby's face bounced off the mat on the outside. And then he does one of these deals where he puts his finger near his head, and he spins his finger around his hand around. I'm crazy. Yeah, you're fucking crazy. Holy shit. So that cutter on the floor was beautiful but brutal. Back in the ring, Guevara went for a top rope senton on the apron. He missed. Allen moved out of the way. Guevara crashed hard on the apron into the floor. Allen set up Guevara for a coffin drop to the back, but Andrade's assistant, Jose, came out, jumped on the apron. Sting disposed of him quickly. Meanwhile, Andrade, while the referee's back was turned, used an iPad to smash Darby in the face with it as he's getting ready for the coffin drop on the top rope. Andrade hit Darby so hard with the iPad, he legitimately bent it in half, and that was it. GTH go to hell by Sammy. One, two, three. Sammy retains the TNT title. After the match, Matt Hardy ran out and and beat down Darby Allen. Guevara chased him off. Andrade then hit him with the iPad and walked off with the TNT championships to end the show. Looks like we're getting a tag team match with Andrade and Matt Hardy versus Darby and Sammy at some point before we get, Jesse, the eventual triple threat match at Revolution for the TNT title. Andrade, Darby, and Sammy. I think it's about time, Jesse, we give Andrade that TNT championship, man. Let's get him to where Miro was when he won that championship. I think it's time. Well, let's slow down for a second and make sure we're asking the right questions here. Does Andrade have the product protection plan for that iPad? Uh, that is a very good question, man. I have my iPad here that I have my notes on. I have no protection plan on my iPad. Because that, that, that iPad is fucked up. Screen is, yes. I mean, he showed us. It's, it's, it's legitimately bent in half, yes. So, I mean, these are the things I need to know. I need to know, are we getting that tablet replaced? Are we getting it fixed? What are we doing with that tablet? Well, right? listen, man, we got to ask Cody, man. Maybe he can buy several okay. iPads with the money he's making from Vince now. No, this is all true. This is all true. Uh, I'm not sure what they're doing with Andrade, man. I want to see him sink his goddamn team story. And not the... A-F-H who gives a fuck old shit, man. Get him in a real fucking story. Stop having him cut all of his own promos all the time. He should be speaking when he's pissed off and angry and ready to get one simple point across after his mouthpiece. That's going to be the fucking... That's going to be... Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, yes. This this is easy. This, This is fucking easy. I mean, just take what they did with him and Selena Vega and apply it to it what you can he does not need to be talking this much. Not this much, man. Just uh, just enough to be like, I'm going to beat your fucking ass, you know, and then go off and fight. And then have him be involved in a feud. They can't figure out what to do with him. He comes out with, he comes out with Chavo. He comes out with this fucking guy. He does all... I mean, what is he doing? Bro, man? why Come are on. you talking about things that obviously didn't work and they realized didn't work and they fixed it? Because nothing, because shit is still isn't working with him. Well, give him time. He's going to win the championship. Give him time now. What the fuck? No, I want instant results right now. How long has he been there? He's been there, what, less than a year? About less than a year, yeah. All right, so what are we complaining about? 
And I don't want, I don't necessarily need titles on him. You know what I'm saying? I don't want titles on him. I mean, if he gets titled, great. That's fine. Listen, the Hardy family office is going away, bro. Jeff Hardy's coming in March 9th. Uh, he's going to be, he's going to be coming into AEW. The Hardy boys are going to be uh, Brother Nero and uh, Delete again, hopefully. Now, the Hardy family office is, uh, is going away. And I think we should start our own fucking faction, man. I think we should start the WGAF. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? I mean, something, man. I just, I want him to, I want them to have a solid plan for him and do it. They had him with Pac. Uh, Pac had travel issues. All right, can't, can't fix that. Whatever. Man, what are you going to do? Just get him into something. I just, if he wins the fucking title, that's still not a, I mean, I now, no, I want to see him develop in storyline. That's all I want to see, man, because that's all he needs. Because with storyline, that's what his fucking matches do. His, this guy has the ability, and correct me if I'm wrong, with the right partner, this guy has the ability to go on a five-star match every night. Listen, listen. Every Jesse, night. Let it play out, bro. Oh, my God. Let it play out. We'll see. Thank you guys very much for joining us on your Wednesday nights here for the AW Dynamite post show on Off the Scripts. Number one in the community by far with 2,700 people tonight. Best thing, the others who are live, who you should not be watching. You should be here in the venue, always. Appreciate you guys very much. Hit that thumbs up. 856 likes and there's 2,300 people in the venue. What the fuck's wrong with you guys? I need a thousand minimum on the like button. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up if you have not done so. Get those super chats in. We got six new members today. Holy shit, we got six new members. That's a lot of free beverages. A lot of free beverages on me. Six new members in the venue for the VIP club. Thank you guys very much. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That is on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Jesse. You see his at on the screen right there. Jesse, what's going on with the channel, man? What are you reviewing? We are, guys, we just did a a review for the 1998 Survivor Series Deadly Game Tournament. My God, was that fun, man. That was fun. It was a, it was a lot of a lot of funny shit in there. Go back and check that. Um, we do live watch along for Dark every Monday, every Tuesday when we come along here and we do what everybody loves and we give all of the up-and-coming performers their grade in the manner of tacos. So come join me and find out who gets what tacos on Mondays and Tuesdays live with at 6 p.m. Central. There you go. And today's show is sponsored by Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash scripts. If you guys want something for free just for listening to the show, sign up using our link. Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash script. You get 30 days free of their service and one free audio book absolutely free on them. If you guys want to cancel within that 30 days, you still get to keep your audio book for free. Thank you to Audible for being a great friend and a sponsor of the podcast. And go check out all the other videos, guys. If you missed any of the content on the channel, Off the Script 414 went live today. We got 413 live yesterday with this Cody Rhodes situation with the breaking news. Monday Night Raw post show live on Monday. NXT Tuesday night. You name it, man. I'm here all week, every single day. And more to come tomorrow on Thursday. Let's start at the top with these uh, Super Chats. We got a lot of them here. Joseph Taylor with a $5 Super Chat. Two things. One, Cody is developing a God complex. And that's bad for business. Number two, happy birthday, Jesse. Hey, thank you. As Cody Rhodes has an ego. A big ego. I think we all know that. Yeah, he's playing, he's playing a fantastic 
you know, big ego role right now. I like it. Tony Brown with a 999 Super Chat. Cody, say no to Vince. And I figured out how to sign up, JD. Yes, Tony Brown. I'm glad you signed up, brother. Now you are officially a VIP in title. You were a VIP before, bro, but now you're officially a VIP. Thank you so much, man. Michelle Moran with three $2 Super Chats. Poor Adam Cole, torn between the Young Bucks and Red Dragon. Once again, Punk managed to silence MJF. And Moxley Bryan's match that leads to an alliance. Money. Francis Loop with a $5 Super Chat. Tell Julia Hart that she wore her eye patch on the wrong eye when she walked into Jesse's phone last week. Attention to detail. Um, she did not wear it on the wrong eye. It was a mirror image. If you look at the video, you can see it says Wintrust Arena backwards. Should I go back and tell the Wintrust Arena that they got the letters backwards <laughs> on the building? Oh, man. Francis Loop, what happened, bro? Jesse just owned you. Marcus Thomas with a $5 Super Chat. Happy birthday, Jesse. I have an extra ticket to WrestleMania two-for-one deal. And Cody t-shirt for you, LOL. Come to Dallas for some great tacos. Yeah, I'll watch at home. What are you talking about, bro? You don't want a two-for-one WrestleMania deal, bro? Nah, nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. WrestleMania is so big that they they got to give away tickets to fucking... Get people in the venue, man. Sad scenes. WWE in the mud, as usual. Francis Loop with a... Jesus Christ, Francis Loop. He's got a 5, a 5, a 10, a 5, and a 5. Holy shit, bro. I got another... I got to get another Cole Burvish to read these fucking Super Chats. Let's start with this one. Honestly, I would rather see Julia Hart be with Lee Johnson and the Nightmare Family than the Varsity Blondes. She has... Attitude on the ring. And I like her new submission hold, which looked like a variation of the triangle choke hold used by The Undertaker. If Cody Rhodes doesn't go to WWE, Cody as a heel would take the title off of Adam Page and then CM Punk off Cody and finally MJF off Punk in Chicago next year. It's called long-term booking. You're really overthinking that one, Francis Luke. Yeah, maybe. Let's see. Uh, let's crazy. see. Let's see where Cody ends up first, bro. We don't even know what the fuck's going on. MJF becoming AW champion is going to have to be by winning against a huge babyface and bigger than Adam Page. Way too soon for Adam Cole. WWE failed to do the Adam Cole, son of Michael Cole storyline. They can always do Pete Dunn, son of Kevin Dunn storyline. Keep up the great work, guys. Francis, please don't give them any ideas. Please. I mean, Pete Dunne is fucking already a disaster because he's on NXT 2.0. And he's being uh, fed to Carmelo Hayes. Sure, he should already be on the main roster. Michael Raymond would have fought out Super Jet. This whole Cody drama is literally plagiarized from Stephen Amell's Heels. A new season of Heels is coming to stars in spring 2023. Could Cody feature or be featured? I don't know. Is, Co- is Cody going to be a part of that show? Punk said he was uh, he was in the new season. He's his um character is getting a bigger role. He said, "Uh huh." That's all I know about the upcoming season. Jay Coyle with a UK five dollar super chat. 
cool thing, a uh, couple of things I didn't like about the show. The rope break in a no DQ match. Guevara still carrying the interim title. Other than that, great show. Yeah, I didn't like that about that. I, f- I forgot to put that on my notes. I didn't like that about Mercedes Martinez either. Uh, reaching the rope there on that, one of those pinfalls in that match. Oh, yeah. there, there's no it rules in a, in, a, in, a, in a no DQ match, and the referee let that one slide. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree there, Jake Coyle. So does Jesse. And yes, Guevara should be carrying around one title and not two titles. I don't get why he's carrying around two titles. Can he lose one and not the other one? Shannon Smith with a $5 super chat. Happy birthday to one half of the IWC Tag Team Champions. My birthday is tomorrow, the 17th. Would love a shout out from you guys. Keep being great and awesome show tonight. Shannon Smith, happy birthday. Everybody in the chat, give Shannon Smith some birthday cake emojis. Jesus with a 999 Super Chat. In order for WWE to fully use Cody Rhodes, they'll have to acknowledge his history with AEW, which I don't see them doing at all. Uh, False, Jesus. They will not acknowledge AEW. They will just bypass that and go back to the day that he left in 2016. Edder Augustimar with a $5 super chat. I'm still hoping Wyndham debuts at Revolution. I've given up on Wyndham, bro. When he shows up, he shows up. He'll be there. I mean, like, the initial reports were as we were trying to book him into the next Dynamite when he became available. Their initial reports said he was doing some things, he had some projects, and he was working on the movie. So if those are all true, then he needs a little time to finish this. Then he'll be here. Micah with a four ninety nine super chat. Happy birthday, Jesse! Tomorrow is my birthday. Also, don't drink. Can I have a Dr Pepper and a slice of pizza? Also, I got tickets to AEW in SATX. Cody leaving sucks. I want to see him there. I guess that's San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio. Uh, uh, Micah, I'm sorry, bro. Uh, happy birthday! Everybody, give some uh, birthday cake emojis for Micah as well. Happy birthday, brother. Uh, Gavin Deeth with an Australian mate. $5 super chat. Given the pot shots Cody has done on Paul over the last two to three years, I can see why Bruce and Nick Khan like him. Yeah, hey, <laughs> <Paul>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck Triple H. Michelle Moran. Though Cody, Cody was quoted saying that he idolizes Triple H. He looks up to Triple H. He looks at him as a mentor. It may not be a good deal there. Cody was quoted smashing the goddamn throne live on the paper. Yes, and now we now all of a sudden he loves Triple H. Yeah. Michelle Moran with a five dollar super chat. Damn good main event and damn good show. AEW is in safe hands with Darby and Sammy. Think we will ever see a Darby and Andrade alliance? No. Now Darby is perfectly fine with Sting. Uh, Jesus with a 999 Super Chats. Do you agree on El Idolo being the next TNT champion? Because I do. Yes, I do. MGM Ballin with a 499 Super Chat. Danielson having the song lyrics and coming out of the heel ramp just puts him on a whole new level. Not like he needed to be any better. I don't like the lyrics to his theme song, man. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know. Bothered me one way or the other. I didn't care. I didn't even notice it until he was like out in it. They didn't change the core of the song, I guess. So fine by me. I like that they were able to keep the beginning of it sounding just like it did in WWE. 
Yeah. So when he when he came out, we knew exactly who the fuck it was just by the sound alone. You know, so it's whatever. I mean, it's not gonna make or break anything, I guess. And I don't know why he wanted to change. And I, I texted you earlier earlier about it. This is the part I like about changes to music or interests or things like that. We do no longer have to feel like it was forced on them by management. You know, yeah. If it was changed, it's safe to say that they wanted it changed, which is more acceptable if something that is changed, you don't like it, the talent doesn't like it, but management does. Why was it changed then? Yeah. You know? so if it was changed here, I'm 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 one of belief that it was Brian's idea. So MGM Bowling with another 499 Super Chat. Happy birthday, Jesse, but I'm happy Thunder Rosa won tonight. She gets five tacos. Thunder Rosa That's always overrated. gets five tacos, bro. It's overrated, man. Much like Hoop Media. Very overrated. Listen, man. Don't... Uh, listen, man. You're, you are live on air, bro. She may be watching right now. Overrated. <laughs> fuck is wrong with you, man? You got a death wish? Just saying. Call the facts like it is, man. Sorry. Listen, man. I'm telling you, man. If she ever shows up at a House of Glory show, man, I'm taking a picture with Thunder Rosa, and I'm going to carry a sign with us in the picture, and I'm going to say, our tacos are better... Fuck Jesse's tacos. You know, next time I see you, I'm going to actually make my tacos. And every time you come on here from now on saying that my tacos suck, you within yourself will know it's a goddamn lie. When I come to Chicago, hand me a taco. We'll vlog it. We'll fucking live stream it. There we go. A taste test on air. That's what I'm talking about. I might, I might even make my tacos from scratch at home and vlog all of that and post it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, let's get AEW back in Chicago first. It's got to be warm weather. I'm not fucking flying to Chicago with fucking five degree weather. Oh, why? You going to stay home in five degree weather? What fucking difference would it make? I don't want to be cold. You're cold at home. No, I'm not cold at home. It's going to be 67 degrees in New York City tomorrow. JB. JB with a $5 UK Super Chat. I have ADHD and I'm depressed and I'm a former dope addict. The only thing that makes me tranquil is watching AW, listening to you, and doing my zen. One love. That's a a lot to go through, man. JB, I'm I'm sorry to hear that, brother. I'm glad that we could give you some tranquilo. Yeah. Shout out to Frank. Happy birthday, Frank. Yeah, happy birthday to my my brother Frank, Mr. Legionary, as well. He turns 37 years old today. Birthday cake emojis for Frank in the chat right now. Let's go. Spam Feeling old, man. I'm 40. I don't look it. I don't feel it. But Frank Bro, is 37, man. Christian, man. Jesus Christ. I know. I know. I outwork everybody. That's the only thing we have in common. Yeah. Uh, awful Grimbones with a fight. I'll see you, Just saying what's up, Jay. The OTS family. Happy birthday. Jesse got to love Wednesdays. I took off work for Revolution as soon as I found out the dates. Gonna be a great show, man. Nice. Uh, Tyler B with a 499 super chat. Happy birthday, Jesse. We share the same birthday. I hope your day was great, bro. OTS for life. JD, can I get a Omar for my birthday? There you go, Tyler B. Nice. Happy birthday, man. That's a beautiful thing. You know, uh, I think it's Alan Five Angels shares my birthday. There you go. Beautiful thing. Omar squashing her business on Monday Night Raw, man. Gotta love it. Just hand yeah. them their future endeavors. Why don't you? Guys, here here in Chicago in the Midwest, it's, it's still eleven thirty, meaning it's still my birthday. So for my birthday, I would like at least one thousand thumbs up in the chat. At least you guys are killing me here. 
Can we get 1,000? Can we? Yes. Come on. Yes, listen to the man. Listen to the birthday boy, man. We need uh, 33 likes for 1,000. What's wrong with you guys? Come on. Nobody here sent me as much as a goddamn birthday card. At least give me a thumbs up to reach 1,000. Come on, let's go. This is getting ridiculous. Let's go. Move it. Uh, Tyler B., thank you, brother. James Smith with a Canadian $2. AEW always has great shows. Love Thunder Rosa. We always love Thunder Rosa here, man. Thunder Rosa is the official number one lady in the venue. Drew Gilmore with a $5 super chat. Hey, guys, watching the second hour of Dynamite. Happy birthday, Jesse and Frank. P.S. Got another A towards my degree. Drew, it's excellent news, brother. You're going to be like Chad Gable in no time, bro. Education is king. You're going to be shush. Shush. You're going to be shushing everybody. Guys, if you're if you're going if you're going to college or or even above graduate school, whatever, and you're getting fantastic grades, send me a picture of that shit in my DMs or something, and I will make sure you get a special fucking shout out. No money needed. Just show me those good fucking grades in school, man. That's what I want to say. The Dud with a two dollar super chat. He simply says, "Happy birthday, Jesse!" with a birthday cake emoji. Thank you. I appreciate. It. Major Delaney and the Quiet Storm 08 become new members in the venue. Guys, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Round is on me. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies. JP5150 with a $20 super jet. First off, Jesse, the Shy Town Smart. Happy birthday. Hope you enjoy it as best you can. I'm going classical tonight with my tried and true Allagash Triple L. Great show tonight and support the source of truth. That is OTS Live. JP, thank you so much, brother. Allagash Trippel is excellent. 1,000 thumbs up. There you go. Best fucking crew around, man. You guys are awesome out there. Love you. JP, thank you so much, brother. Uh, Phil with a four-month super chat. Happy birthday. or Yeah, uh, four-month membership to the VIP section here in the venue. Happy birthday, Jesse. Wish you guys nothing but the best. Continue being you and never change. I need a taco before we get out of here. Love you guys. Quiet Storm, I appreciate all that you do for the IWCJD. Do you think Cody wanted to be the booker for AEW, or do you think it was a money issue? Quiet Storm, it was an ego issue. If he did leave, it is an ego thing, bro. But where he's going, the grass is not green at all, man. The grass is fucking brown and dying and ugly. There is no grass. Ryan Weaver with a $2 Super Jet. Sammy Vlog, Xmas episode, Cody promo. Oh, yeah? Might have to research lie, that one. I, I, I had to stop watching the Sammy blog. Him and Tay Conti is too much for me, man. Yeah. That's going to turn a lot of people off. It's going to put it, a lot. It's, it's going to put a lot of sip. I love, I love both of them individually as in-ring workers, but seeing them together on the blog. Well, also, is- man, also, man, all the fucking uh, over, overweight slobs and simps out there who uh, thought they even had a chance with Tay Conti now realize that she's not available, so they're not watching <laughs> Sammy's blog anymore. <laughs> You know, I don't care uh, every, everybody, everybody thinks that they're going to get with a very attractive female pro wrestler. It really is. It's night and day, man. If you ever watch the vlogs, you know, they were vlogging together before they came out and everything else. It was just cool. It was funny. Them and Fuego, it was funny shit. After they got together, man, it is just nauseating. It is just nauseating. They're in their honeymoon phase, bro. They are. Maybe they'll get out of it soon and I'll go back to the vlog. But for now, I just think it's them in the ring. In the ring, they're both. They do. 
The Francisco Guerrero Show becomes a new member. Thank you, brother. What are you drinking tonight in the VIP section? Eddie Hazard with a 1999 Super Chat. If you think about it, Cody finally did turn heel. Just not in the way we expected. I'm probably a goon for this, but it honestly feels like an act of betrayal. Because everybody really does have a price. Happy birthday, Jesse. It was meant to feel that way. Yeah. It was meant to feel that way. I mean, of course. I mean, it, you leave your high-powered position in this company and then you know, no one's happy with. Yeah, it, it was made to feel like you're trading. So, yeah. I think mission accomplished. Cam G with a $5 super chat. Does WWE have the advantage now with getting Cody back? I don't know about you guys, but Cody going to WWE is huge. No, they don't have the advantage. One man is not going to be a game changer. There's still three hours of Monday Night Raw on Monday. Cody's 20-minute segment and match that lasts 10 minutes is not going to change the entire complexion of the show. No, I disagree. I think Tony Khan's going to pack up the doors and shut down AEW now that Cody's going. It's yeah, yeah, you might as well. You know, he can't compete. Cody it's Khan. It's over. Todd Wiley, or Todd Twiley with a $5 Super Chat. Fans are getting ready to go on a ride that is just bizarre. It's not the path that you think. We're not doing what's been done before. Cody, 12-28-21. Yes, we talked about that, uh, Todd. Uh, Jesse actually quoted that earlier in the podcast. Some, something's up. What, everything we're seeing now is definitely something that we were not expecting. So, so far, so good. Nate Brown with a Canadian 699 Super Chat. Hey, JD, if WWE offered you a job as head creative and you fi- get the final say for everything creative-wise, would you take the job? Ratings would skyrocket. Yes. Vince would no. have to be dead by then, though. No, they'll fucking fire you next week. Who's going to fire me if, if Vince and Bruce are not there? Who's running WWE? Triple H. Fire next week. Triple H is now going to fucking run WWE. <laughs> Shane McMahon. Tony he's, Khan. He, he's fired. It's going to be Nick Khan running WWE, bro. You think he's going to be fired on the fucking Khan? Yeah, no, uh, probably. Nate Brown, um, probably not, man. I would go there with a no-cut clause. Yeah. Cause, because you have to you have to uproot and move to where you're going to fucking work this company, bro. I'm not going to uproot my family from the move across the country and then get fired next week. You kidding me, bro? If anybody offered me a job, whether it's AEW or WWE, man, the Alexa Bliss shit would be fucking highlighted in every fucking facet of social media. Cancel him! Cancel him! Get him! Get rid of him! How could he? I just can't wait to get, I can't wait to get gender on TV. Who? Gender. I'm going to get gender Mahal and Veer. I'll make Veer come all over the place. Veer will come every week, bro. You want Jinder Mahal on TV, man. What the fuck's wrong? Hey, I'm running WWE, bro. Veer's going to come over and over and over again. Veer would be coming in Jesse's WWE, man. That sounds... Yes. That sounds titillating. Cody versus Veer, WrestleMania. Cody versus Catering. Oh. It's Friday Night SmackDown. There you go. Uh, man of a thousand and five holds, two dollar super chat. The Cody story is the best storyline of the year. We'll see. <laughs> Great story, <laughs> Titan Punk ninety nine with a five dollar super chat. The return of Stardust. God, I hope not. It's career suicide for Cody. AW doesn't really need him to continue growing. No, they don't. But he's the face of the company, though. Yeah. Christian with a two hundred dollar super chat. This guy's a fucking savage, man. John Moxley is my favorite wrestler forever and ever. 
I could see why. Definitely now, sure. I could see why, bro. Thank you for the 200, man. That's a lot of money. You come through in the clutch every single night in the venue, man. I appreciate you very much. Jedi Joker 93 with a fight. I'll see you with my brother, Golden Boy. My sister-in-law, Kelly, made phenomenal tacos tonight. Jesse, you have some serious competition, bro. And yes, they had sour cream. Then I have no competition. <laughs> so, moving on. <laughs> Jedi Joker, thank you, bro. The last Spartan with an $11.08 super chat. Sup, JD. Uncle Jesse heard you got into a situation. Definitely need to hire security. I think someone needs to put an eye patch over the other eye so they can be a decent discounted Alexa Bliss. Hashtag OTS for life. Say something. Leave that woman alone, bro. She hits harder than she looks like she does. Listen, bro, I'll take Julia Hart over Alexa Bliss any day of the fucking week, man. Twice on Sundays. Tell Big Shotty you said that. Yeah. You don't want Lee Johnson after you, bro. Look what he did to Jesse. Jesse was out of commission. You just said he was going to take his girl. I think he's next, man. You were next. I never said anything about taking Lee Johnson's girl. What are you talking about? Rewind. I will take Julia Hart over Alexa Bliss anytime. Yes, in the ring, you fucking geek. No, you will take Julia Hart. You will take Big Shotty's girl. Y'all heard it. Clip it. Somebody say that to him in a DM. Uh, Lee, Lee, Lee Johnson, if you're watching, bro, I, I you, you know you know what I meant, bro. You know what I meant. Lee, Lee, look, this come is, on. This is comparing in-ring styles, bro. Come on. I mean, I'm just saying. He just said he's going to take your girl. I wouldn't put up with that. I got my co-host sabotaging my fucking show. Oh, you're one the fucking fuck. You're, it's your fucking fault. I got jumped by them outside. Look, okay, let's just move on with the goddamn show. That will not be the only one. Christian, 4999 Super Jack Cobra Kai is my favorite show on Netflix. Show is awesome. And maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll see. As soon as I get through Yellowstone and, uh, and Walking Dead, season uh, fucking 13 here, part two, maybe. See, here's what I'm worried about, though. Legit. Not, not, even, not even capping here. To have you just go watch the series right now, you're not going to like it as We've all seen the Karate Kid multiple times. So it's all embedded in us. All of the storylines, all of the little side jokes, all that shit. You're not going to get any of that shit just by watching these movies once and then jumping into the series. Well, you got to do it because you have it. But I mean, it's not. it might not appeal to you as much as to us. Pick something that you watched growing up, you know, for years. And then they do a remake and it is great. And then I go watch it. I've never seen the previous shit. So you mean to tell me I gotta watch Karate Kid first and then Cobra Kai? To appreciate it, yeah. You I, I may not be. Uh, I may not be in the headspace to make that type of commitment, bro. You have to, man. It's that good. You have to. It's like uh, it's like watching Transformers in the fucking uh, in the '90s, bro. And then uh, you watch the Transformers, right? Or you don't watch the Transformers, rather, but you watch the Transformers movie. Yeah. Where Unicron just fucking devours anything, and Galvatron is destroyed, man. You know? Yeah, it would, it, would, it would be like hopping on Netflix and saying, what's this movie, El Camino? I think I'll watch that. You ever seen Breaking Bad? No, not a single episode, but I'll just watch El You know, I will, yeah, I, look, look, you, you know, El Camino, El Camino was great. Yeah, because you saw the series. Yes. If you never watched the series, you wouldn't have gotten one. Yes. I'll tell you what, though, man, uh, that Transformers original movie, man, back in the 90s. Oh. Ah, so good. 
When when Optimus Prime faded away, bro, even now at 40 years old, I'll fucking shed a tear, man. That shit is fucking sad. I remember, I remember at the theater watching it, and they were trying to open, like I don't know what the fuck it was, the Energon Cube or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they took it out of Optimus and they gave it to Hot Rod, or they well, gave yeah, it to, okay. they, or they gave it to Ultra Magnus, one or the other. I don't remember who it was. Well, when they were trying to get it open, he was like, "Come on!" He's like, "Open, damn it, open!" Yeah. He, he said, damn it. Now, I'm a kid in the movie theater. <laughs> he said, open, damn it, open. Uh, what a great movie that was. Uh, what did he just say? You hear that shit? I'll do it. I was stunned. I was more of a Decepticon guy than an Autobot. Of course. We like the heels. Of course, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, Christian, thank you for the 50, bro. Uh, Cam G, rumor has it that Shane will invade AEW with some former disgruntled WWE wrestlers. I don't know about all that. But who knows what's going on? Bro, if, if Shane McMahon invades AEW with disgruntled WWE wrestlers, man, I may I, I may I may pitch a tent in my own fucking pants, bro. He doesn't have to bring his own. He can just go to the locker room and find some. <laughs> yeah, really. He doesn't have to bring any more. Half the locker room is disgruntled WWE I mean, it could work. It could work, man. The, 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 the pieces are in play. Who would it be? Cody... Right, Cody, Wyndham, Braun, EC3, Killer Cross. There you go. Please don't bring Braun. I mean, it's bad enough if Shane shows up. Please don't bring Braun with you. Sting29 with a five dollar super chat. It's it's a work to steal Buzz from WrestleMania and have a huge Cody heel turn at Revolution. If I'm wrong, he's gonna be Stardust at some point. I hope you're right, bro. I'd like Cody to remain. But I'm not going to lose sleep over him going to WWE. Uh, Christian with a 499 super chat. Who is Britt Baker's next opponent? Thunder Rosa. Team Money with a 499 super chat. Happy birthday, Jesse. Keep doing your thing, brother. And you as well, JD. Thank you, Team Money. Cowboy shit with a $20 super chat. Anyone thinking Cody is going to WWE is high. Cody currently being fought over by K Dog, Disco, and Cornette. K-Dog and Disco offered him 12 sparklers and a Roman candle. Corny put his wife in the contract. Which podcast will Cody go to? I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't logically give you a straight answer for that one, man. I mean, what, what is, uh, well, I, I guess it's off the, uh, the basis of what Cornette's wife looks like, man. Oh my God. Stop. Is she, is, is she, is she like a, a fucking quadruple bagger? What is it? Thank you for the super chat. Thank you for the super <laughs> chat, cowboy shit. I mean, is she is she somebody that I got to fucking hide her face in a pillow while I'm going to work in the bedroom? Or what, what the, can I do it with the lights on? Please stop talking about coordinates. I mean, this go Inferno, man. I, I think I get uh, I, I think I get more creative out of the fucking uh, the gorilla exhibit at the Bronx Zoo than fucking Disco Inferno, bro. They're more intelligent than he is. Come on. Christian Cage. Oh, Christian. I'm going to call you Christian Cage. Christian with a 999 Super Chat. I watch Cobra Kai and Karate Kid. Cowboy shit. Another fucking five-hour Super Chat. JD, I did not watch Karate Kid movies either. Only thing keeping me from Cobra Kai. As long as I'm not alone in this cowboy shit. Thank you. Christian with a 1999 Super Chat. Jesse, Cobra Kai Season 5 is coming in late December and early January. Ah, uh, that's not... No, it'd be out before that. 
heard it was before that. It should be out like in the uh, late summer, early fall. Jose Gomez with a $2 super chat. Tyler Silver is the best villain on television right now. Who the fuck is Tyler Silver? No idea. I'm still trying to find out who the 16-year-old is that everybody's pissed off about that Tony song. Oh, uh, Nick Wayne. Yeah, I have no idea who this guy is. I gotta, I gotta Google Tyler Silver. Tyler Silver. Who the fuck is Tyler Silver? First thing that comes up, Tyler Silver, Apex Capital Holdings, LLC, linked to his LinkedIn profile. Tyler Sinertia? Tyler Silver, men swimming and diving for the Florida Gators. Who the fuck is Tyler Silver, bro? It's Terry Silver. Terry Silver. Terry Silver. Okay, well, he's telling me Tyler Silver. I don't know what what shows he watch. He's watching a show that he doesn't know the villain on. No, it was a mistype. He actually corrected himself in the chat earlier. Oh, okay. It's it's Terry Silver. He 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 knows he messed up. Where's he uh, a villain from? <sighs> Karate Kid. Oh, Cobra Kai. He made a return this season in Cobra Kai. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, is it really Terry Silver who's the number one villain, or or is it uh, or is it um, someone from The Walking Dead, man? Uh, Negan. I would not put. I would not put Terry Silver over Negan. No way. No. No way. I've not seen them both, and I'm a fan of both. And, nah, we get all the way on that one as far as the Eagles go. Brian with a 499 Super Chat. Is it Jesse's birthday? If it's happy birthday, happy birthday, Jesse. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much, man. Cowboy shit with a $5 Super Chat. Cole Faction versus Kenny Faction. Hangman rejoins the Elite to make it 4 versus 4. Verse four. Yes. Yes, it will be Cole... Switchblade and Red Dragon versus Paige, the Bucks, and Kenny, man. Gonna be a fucking classic. Uh, Eagle P- Fang all the way. Go ahead, Titan Punk. Eagle Fang Karate, man. I'm down. P-Mac with a $5 Super Chat. Watching Thunder Rose's taco blog. She double-dipped the chips. Gross. Still love her, though, but growth. But gross, he says. Me. He means uh, gross, not growth. Um... This guy expects me to believe he would not eat a double dip chip from Thunder Rosa. I think he's fucking lying. Bro, if Thunder Rosa wanted a double dip, she can double dip, bro. You know, she had, she had what's his name, uh, Grimm's Toy Show's brother on there, Doohop. Du- I saw it. I mean, if, if Doohop, if, listen, bro, if Doohop can get on there, you know, JD can get on there, too. I saw it. I, I had no idea who he was until, until he said he was Grimm's brother. Yeah, Doohop's good people. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even know he existed. I had no idea. Uh, by the way, um, Patrick Bell in the chat, the governor is not greater than Negan. I'm sorry. No way. No. Uh, the cake becomes a new member, bro. What are you drinking? Thank you so much, brother. Thank you for the VIP. Uh, Hurley Jones with a $10 super chat. Hey, JD and Jesse, happy Wednesday. Thank you, Hurley Jones. The cake. Hey guys, look, my, my, my wife is in the chat. She just told everybody what I got for my birthday. From isn't she awesome? What did All you right, get for ahead. your birthday? It's in the chat. Go ahead. She... Is it the link that you posted in the chat? No, no, no. It's a uh, cat eyes crystal. Oh, I, I, I must have missed it. What did she get? She, she said it's Jesse's birthday. Fuck, I suck. Lol. Oh, she forgot your birthday. Yeah, she, Good she on just, your wife, bro. 
She just put in the chat what she gave me, Smother. I missed it. I'm over here reading fucking uh, Governor is greater than Negan, man. It's angered me. Trust me, it went right over your head. All right. Whatever. We're moving on. She got you a smoked old-fashioned and an Outback dinner, bro. Was it good? It was great, man. It was fantastic. Um, Cake with a $5 super chat. I wouldn't take the belt off Paige before a Jay White match. I'd have Jay White cost him the belt. Jay White is the bane of Hangman's existence. Drizzy Drew with a $1.99 super chat. I do I do hope Jay White is eventually signed by AEW, for sure. Uh, Drizzy Drew with a $1.99 super chat. Thoughts on AEW signing Nick Wayne at 16, 17 years old. I actually went back and watched a couple of Nick Wayne matches. He does remind me a lot of a young Will Osprey, which is good. Elite Club with a 40 in super chat. Cobra Kai, John Kreese is all elite. This is the best. It's great. So good. See that poppy yet? It was so good. Yep. Uh, Danny Boy with a, I don't know what currency this is. This is uh, not 500 in Super Chat. It's 500 and something. Don't know what it is. Love Dynamite. Sammy sold the knee well with the GTH. Love Moriarty's improvement. Love the other Adam Byrne. And I hope Santana Ortiz wouldn't be pushed to the side again after this. Thank you, Danny Boy. I agree with all that you said there. Russell Wagner with a four-month VIP re-up. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for all the hard work you do to inform us and entertain us. Thank you, Russell. Christian with another 19 or another 99-99 Super Chat. Happy late birthday, Jesse. Ah, man, thank you. I wish you would have donated that in my stream, but thank you so much, The Francisco Guerrero show with a 20 in Super Chat. What if Cody doesn't go to WWE and it's not a work? Will it be possible that Cody will look for other investors to create a possible third brand with him at the forefront with his version of the elite? No, they see how he just treated his last investor. I don't know, man. Uh, That sounds like a really fantasy-esque idea. The cake with a five dollar super chat with Buddy coming. I hope this starts the OG two hundred five crew in AEW. Imagine Ali Gulak or Cedric in AEW. Mamma Mia! Also, happy birthday, Jesse! I got you sour cream. Thank you so much. I love it. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on all my tacos. Gears with a Canadian five dollar super chat. What if Cody returns at Revolution as a heel in the ladder match or screws Adam Page? It could all be a work. I just don't see him back in WWE. We don't know what the fuck's going on, Gears. Legitimately, it could be anything at this point. It's gonna be a wait and see basis. They've already told the outside media and press that he's gone. So we're beyond that part of this work. He's leaving the company to yeah. do something. Joseph Taylor with a two dollar super chat. Serena Deeb. Has the body of a Greek god. It's all right. It's all right. That's what we... Serena Deeb has the body of... Serena Deeb has the body of a Greek god. Yes. I love Serena Deeb. I I think there's very few, if any, better wrestlers than her in that company. But she has the body of a surfboard. Jesse said it, I didn't. We don't want Serena Deeb coming after him either. (laughs) It's not a, it's not, it's not a, it's not a beauty, bro. We hear the fucking wrestling fight, and that's what she does best. So, Christian with a fifty dollar in super chat. I wish I could try Jesse's tacos. 
Yeah, everyone does. I hear they're uh, I hear they're just unbelievably bad, Christian. I don't know why you want to. I don't know why you want to try them. I hear they're soggy and there's not enough flavor in them. There's no cheese. No flavor. Jose Azevedo with a five in UK. Thank you, bro. No message. Put it in the tip jar. Issa will be back in the States next week. Fire Issa again. She has not done shit in this place. Anthony Olivares with a $5 super chat. Hey, yo. Just wanted to say what's up, JD, and happy birthday, Jesse. Much appreciated. Much, much appreciated. Eddie Hauser with a five dollar super chat. Since Jesse shares a birthday with Alan, number five angels, I think it's only appropriate that we get some Jays in the chat. There we go. Jays in the chat. You the, wouldn't know. You don't watch the vlog. No. Okay. The cake with a two dollar super chat. Thoughts on custom GM for two K twenty two. Mister ninety five as GM. I saw it. If they send me the game for free, I'll play it. Otherwise, I may not be buying it, man. I have to see what the ratings are. Troy Turner with a $5 super chat. Jesse is putting another target on his back by talking about Julia. He's going to catch another fade at this rate. He's going. Ha, ha, ha. What is she going to do? Beat me up? What? Uh, she already did that shit. She'll do it again. Uh-huh. And it'll be worse than the first time. Francis Loop with a $5 super chat. What's Brandy Rose going to do in WWE? Nothing. She's not going there. Pick up Stephanie McMahon's laundry and get her coffee as her secretary, or she will be just a housewife. Brandy's not going to WWE, Francis. We don't have to worry about that. Christian with a 50 in super chat. If I run WWE, I would ban Goldberg and Bruce along with Mr. McMahon, and Goldberg needs to retire from wrestling. I agree with all those statements, Christian. Bruce and Vince got to go. Goldberg needs to be eradicated from pro wrestling. Get him out of here. But apparently we may, we may be getting Goldberg versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at some point, bro. Can you imagine that? My God. Francis, is it like a last man in the wheelchair standing match? Yeah. Francis Loop with a $10 super chat. Right now with Britain, Jada Champions, only babyfaces will challenge for their titles. I think AEW should have a heel and a babyface champion. That way, all the ladies can challenge for all the titles. You do make sense, Francis. But Thunder Rosa will be the babyface champion at double or nothing. Christian with a 999 Super Chat. When is, when is Kenny Omega coming back? I would say at Revolution. Not in a wrestling role, but he will be back and brought back to TV, but not really wrestling just yet. Look, the answer is we don't know. He hasn't told us. No. <laughs> we'll let you know. Maybe we should ask Cody. Maybe he has an yeah. idea. You know, Kitty's gonna come back. Be like, what the fuck happened here while I was gone? Yeah. Who's this Danhausen guy? Yeah. Where the fuck is Cody? Brandon with a 199 super chat. No message. Titan Punk 99 with a two dollar super chat. Britt Baker joins Cobra Kai. No mercy. And Danny Huckins with a 199 Super Chat. Rest in peace, former SmackDown referee Mickey J. Henson. Rest in peace to Mickey Henson, man. I saw that. When I saw the name, I didn't real, I didn't think who it was. Uh, but when I seen the, uh, the photo of him, I'm like, oh, I remember him. So rest in peace to his family, man. That's sad. He was young, too. I don't remember the name. 
Guys, we are about to get out of here, man. I appreciate you guys stopping by on your Wednesday nights here to the venue. We talked a lot about Cody Rhodes. We did our thing for the Dynamite Breakdown. Talked about the Revolution card that is apparently shaping up to be one of the best cards in AEW history. Will check with a five-month re-up to the VIP section. Thank you, brother. Wanted to say what's up and happy birthday, Jesse and JD. Since you like streaming, have you thought about playing Elden Ring out next week? Yes, I will be giving Elden Ring a look, bro. But next week is going to be... Witch Queen. Witch Queen Destiny 2, bro. I don't know if I'll have much time to play Elden Ring. I'll be grinding Witch Queen. Uh, Witch Queen. Um, Rich Queen. Yeah, Rich Queen, yeah. That's what I put in my coffee. Witch Queen. It's going to have Rich Queen when Veer comes. Yes. Jesse just can't wait to see Veer come on Monday Night Raw. Unbelievable. I ain't know why he's in the fucking trunk of the vehicle. I gotta watch him come as I'm watching for Cody on WWE TV. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Cody will be there, man. Cody will be the one handling the uh, washcloth to clean up. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you stopping by. Go check out all the videos that you might have missed on the channel. Tons of Cody Rhodes news and rumors and breakdown from yours truly on Off the Script. Go check out the Monday Night Raw post show, NXT post show. It's all there. I'll be back tomorrow with something, I'm sure. Got so much news still left over, man. This Cody Rhodes news took over everybody's life this week. Hit that thumbs up. We got 1075 in the chat, man. Let's try and get to 1100. If you guys are in the chat, haven't hit the thumbs up. Let's try to get to 1100. Thank you for all the super chats tonight, guys. You guys are absolutely insane. I love each and every one of you, man. Six new members tonight. Six VIPs. Number one live stream in the community. As usual, man. Off the scripts is fucking... Hitting its stride in 2022, but we're getting out of here, guys. I need two things from you. Number one, I need those guitar emojis in the chat. My VIPs got them, and we got six new ones. I know you got them. Let me see those Mustang emojis in the chat as well. And when that guitar solo comes on, you guys know what to do. I need that music on max. I will see you tomorrow for more Off the Script, and I'll be back live on Friday night for SmackDown and Rampage at 7 p.m. right here on Off the Script. Until then, guys, have a great night, and I'll see you on Thursday for OTS.